The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are about to go live on the phone with my man Shane Smith from Vice.com. And uh, they have a new thing out today on uh, the great Mitt Romney. It should be uh, fascinating. Hello. Hello, this is Joe Rogan calling. Hello? Sorry? Uh, does this, Hi. Is this the right number? Is this Joe? Yes, this is Joe. Is this hey, Shane? Buddy. Is this Shane? Yeah. Dude, you sound fucked. Are you, are, are you <laughs> drunk right now? Are you covered in underwear? What's going on over there, buddy? I'm covered in uh, Mazzola oil and no underwear. Are you, 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 you're very low energy. Are you tired from all of this craziness, from exposing this craziness to the world? Is that what's going on? I'm high energy. Whenever I'm, I talk to you, I'm high energy, man. <laughs> well, I'm high energy whenever I talk to you, too. So tell me what the fuck is going on. Sh- sh- you, are, you are premiering the Mexican Mormon War series on Vice, on the Vice YouTube channel, correct? Tell us all about this. Well, we went down to um, Chihuahua, northern Mexico, to do a story on Mormons who are fighting the drug cartels. So the first people we met there were the LeBarons from the LeBaron colony. Now, they, the, the Romneys, the LeBarons, the Joneses, they all went down from Utah when the American government outlawed uh, polygamy. And they believed that, uh, because Joseph Smith said that... Uh, you have to get to the highest level of celestial heaven by being part of a plural marriage. They they said, well, fuck it, I'm not going to stay in America, not go to heaven. So they went down to Mexico so they could be polygamists. So that is a polygamist. That is a beautiful right? rap, by the way. Got, got mad props to Joseph Smith for keeping his <laughs> his giant harem strong. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Exactly, and you know, I think uh, you know Brigham Young had. Had had a hell of a lot of wives. I forget the. I think it was twenty three, but don't quote me on that. But anyway, so they believed, you know, to to keep going to heaven, that they had to have uh, many partners. So anyway, they went down there. They formed these Mormon colonies, and the colonies did quite well. I mean, they're they're, they're successful farms. They have, you know, nice little towns, and you know, they're 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 they're, they're sort of affluent. And they're, you know, they're big, tall guys and cowboy hats, they, you know, they, they, they look like a bunch of Texans down there. So anyway, we heard that some of the Mormons down there had been fighting the cartels because the cartels started kidnapping the Mormons and extorting them for money. So this one clan, the LeBaron clan, had 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 gone to war with this guy named El Requin, who's like a, one of the biggest badass um, uh, Narcos, he, had, he actually massacred 18 people in a drug rehab center just because they were trying to get off of drugs. He's a very bad man, and he lived eight miles down the road from the LeBaron colony. So they started going to war. Um, they, they, they forced him to release uh, their uh, 16-year-old cousin, who, who, because of that, he got pissed off, and he killed um, you know, two of them. Uh, in retaliation, and then it, it all went crazy. So as we were down there hanging out with them and seeing what they had done using anti-terrorist techniques from Afghanistan and and uh, and Iraq of checkpoints and snipers posts and all this stuff, oh no, we're going crazy there. What's going on? 
What I think the- our connection got went a bit weird. Oh, I didn't. It sounds fine over here. We heard you loud and clear. So, okay, great. I'll so just ignore the noise. Yeah, I don't. I don't hear it over here. So this. Um, yeah. So, 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 so they started making these military checkpoints. They had snipers, uh, lookout points, and and uh, you know military checkpoints, and and all of a sudden the violence died down in their region, except it continued in 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 the rest of the areas. And so as we were hanging out with the the uh, the 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 LeBarons who told us some crazy stories, the reason why the LeBarons were ready for the the this the sort of narco cartels uh, aggression was because they were already armed and ready to fight because they had had a civil war within their sort of fundamentalist break off church um, where this guy named Ervil LeBaron who tried to take over the church he's also dubbed the Mormon Manson he killed well he's he's suspected in about forty murder cases Ugh. in America and in in Mexico and then they caught him. Um, he tried to actually, he was, he threatened to commit Jimmy, uh, to, to, to kill Jimmy Carter at one point. And then he, they caught him and 25 people were killed after they caught him because he left this blood atonement, last will and testament. So they kept killing his family. He had, uh, uh, 20 to 30 children, I believe from 10 wives and, and they uh, were, they became his assassins and they would kill people for him. So they were ready because of this sort of civil war within their own family, within their own church. They were ready to fight, and because of that, when the narcos came after them, uh, you know, they were armed and, and and ready to go. And they famously, the LeBarons outshot the Mexican military in a shootout when they came to to try to get uh, their guns off them. Jeez. So, anyways, when we were when we were hanging out with the LeBarons, um, they were saying, "Oh yeah, you know, you should go hang out with the Romneys. They live just across the valley." What I called on the Romneys. Like yeah, Mitt Romney. <laughs> I'm like what? And they're like yeah, uh, George Romney, Mitt's father, was born in a Mormon colony, um, originally a polygamous Mormon colony in Colonial Dublin, and you know went to America. You know it's 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 been reported that actually uh, George Romney went to America illegally as an illegal immigrant, uh, or they crossed the border illegally anyway. And um, but they're still there. The Romneys are still there in in Chihuahua, and they have a commune. Now they're LDS. They're not. They're the Latter Day Saints. They're they're sort of Orthodox Mormons. They're not polygamists anymore. Um, so if they're not but, polygamists, you know, what's the benefit of staying in in Mexico? I don't know. I mean, they're, 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 that's their home. You know, they 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 that's you know they live there and uh, they have their community there and that, you know that's what they do. They've been kidnapped as well. They, they've had uh, kidnappings within their own families. Uh, um, but you know, the, 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 you know, that's the, they've been there for a while and they're like, well, you know, we're not leaving. You know, they have to leave. Wow. So what's interesting about it though is the Romneys are like they're real nice guys and they're like, look. Mitt Romney should, you know, contact us because his policy on immigration is wrong. His policy on, on, on drugs is wrong. They're like, look, unless you decriminalize it, it's much like prohibition. You know, Al Capone and, and Lucky Luciano became big because everyone still drank as much during prohibition. They just the mob ran it. It's the same thing with drugs. So, you know, it's, it's interesting to talk to them because they live on the front war, uh, sorry, front lines of this drug war. And they see what's happening with illegal immigration, and these are sort of big, you know, tough Texas-type dudes who, 
who are, you know, pro Romney and pro Republican and all that stuff, and they're like, look, you know, he's wrong and he should talk to us because the, the drug policy is wrong and the immigration policy is wrong. So it was really interesting to hang out with them because they're actually at war, you know, every day, and you know, it's 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 literally uh, not even one generation removed. And this, the whole story is crazy. It's crazy what they have to go through down there, and they have to, you know, you know how they're fighting uh, the narco's because the narco's, you know, control the whole area, and these pockets of Mormon resistance are, uh, you know, are 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 the only ones fighting the. The cartels. It is crazy because it's one generation removed from Mitt Romney, a guy who's running for president, and they're essentially living like a Mad Max movie. Correct. That's 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 the whole thing that's wild is everyone, you know, made a big deal about Obama's, you know, uh, history and, 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 and everything, and you're like, hold on a second, Mitt's history is crazy. They went down as polygamous colonies, and they're fighting, there's kidnappings and cocaine and drug cartels and war. And everyone, and he, you know, he's just ignoring it. And so when we went down there, you know, we we just thought, wow, what a story. And the story's crazy. And part one's up today, but we're doing seven parts, and it just gets crazier and crazier as we go. But like, you know, internal, you know, uh, civil wars and murders and cartels and and killings, and it's just crazy. And it's like, you know, right just south of the American border, and these guys have been living down there, sort of in their own little world, and now it's. It's it, you know it's just coming it's just coming to the fore now. And it's, it's a crazy story and and the fact that you know Mitt Romney is literally you know his dad his dad you know had had to leave there. He, his dad came up from uh, a Mormon colony in in Mexico. So it's crazy. And uh, by the way, his dad ran ran for president, but his campaign didn't last very long because they called into question his citizenship as well as uh, his colony's polygamous past. So I I think. You know, once burned, twice shy. Mitt is very, um, you know, he doesn't want to get into this, obviously, and he for sure doesn't want to get into what's happening with the rest of the Mormons down there because it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't think most people are aware of this whole Mormon colony, and they're certainly not aware that Mitt Romney's a part of it. Well, how is this being ignored? How is this being? This sounds like crazy information. Like it's it's really yeah. a, a, it has dark implications that this is being ignored. When you look at the media, I mean, it's it's really damning. If this is like well, readily he, available well, think, information, yeah. well, he was sort of poo-pooing. Um, you know, the, he's poo-pooing his 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 sort of Mormon roots. I mean, obviously everyone knows he's a Mormon, but he's not sort of going forward with it, saying, "Yes, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a, you know, this is what the Mormon Church is, and this is what it should be doing, and this is what I'm doing, and all that stuff." You know, but he's also definitely not. Um, you know, you know, he he just started to sort of say, you know, my my dad was from Mexico to try to sort of get the the Latino vote. What's interesting is, you know, his dad who came from Mexico and then did really well here, you know, is the poster child as is Mitt Romney for the Dream Act. For you know, if you come here and you you work hard and make a living, um, then then you can get amnesty and. And, you know, his, his dad, who's the poster child for it, and he actually said he would veto the DREAM Act. So he's actually, you know, being incredibly sort of, you know, even more right-wing than the, the already Republican uh, sort of right-wing uh, uh, party. And, and uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of supposition that the reason why is it's kind of like me thinks that does protest too much because he doesn't want to get sort of dragged into 
this sort of whole history because it can't do him any good because drug wars and immigration and uh, uh, you know kidnapping and and people getting their heads chopped off is you know and and the history of polygamy you know does not a good presidential candidate make and I'm I'm sure that you know they're worried about you know obviously Mormonism you know has history and 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 still some current. Uh, problems with polygamy and they for sure want to stay away from that but also they want to stay away from stories more importantly like the failure of the war on drugs which has been a complete and utter failure um, there's never been more drugs in America for cheaper or better quality yet people are dying because we let the mob run it um, and it's just it's, it just totally doesn't work yet he insists on maintaining those those standard operating procedure sort of policies that just don't work and by the way you know his mormon brethren but also his own flesh and blood is paying the price for it well a guy like that like one, one of the things that's scariest to me about mitt romney is that mitt romney seems like a robot he doesn't seem like a right. real person when he interacts with people and that kind of like disconnected behavior the way he interacts with people so weird and disconnected that's indicative of a lot of people who are really, really religious. And I have a friend uh, who went through most of her life being very religious and has recently fallen, like over the last like sort of decade, kind of fallen away from religion and is now starting to question her life. And one of the things that she said was that when she was really religious, she didn't question anything. She just sort of went along with things. Right. She just, you, you, you become like indoctrinated into this kind of thinking where there's always someone smarter than you, always someone who tells you what to do. You don't ever question it. God has a plan for everything it's like the same sort of package that it all went into in her head and i see a guy like mitt romney i'm like they can tell this guy to do anything and he's gonna do it he's got no spine he's got no real opinions on things he he his opinions are based on what he thinks will work numbers wise and when he's communicating with people he makes no connection with them when he has these conversations with like regular folks who have questions for him it's one of the worst things he could ever do they should have never let him do that because every time he tries to be like a man of the people and gay marriage comes up or medical marijuana comes up or anything, anything that requires like real thinking or real debate, he's a fucking robot, man. He's a, mo a yeah, mechanical look, guy. Look, yeah, I think he, he, look, he's the typical case of someone who's just saying whatever it'll take to get elected. So he's, he's trying to be all things to all people, which just can't work. You have to be a human being. Well, you understand this. I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. Yeah, what I think I'd rather is no one's perfect, but what I'd rather is somebody who says, yeah, I come from this, you know, crazy shit in Mexico, and yes, it's a problem, and we have to do something to fix that problem because all of the money for the cocaine comes from, and pot and every other drug comes from America. The guns come from America. Everything, like the market for all the drugs is in America, but all the people are being killed in Mexico. And, you know, we've got to do something to help that because, you know, I'm from there. If he would say something human, you know, that's, that's just like, look, I, you know, I don't want, you know, these people to be killed. It's good. You know, there's more, it's by a factor of 10. So 10 times more Mexicans have been killed or people, sorry, people have been killed in the, in the war on drugs than in the real wars in, in American killed, American soldiers killed in, in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's so crazy. By a factor of 10. And, by and a factor and of a certain, ten, by a factor of ten, and at a certain point, you're like, "Look, this is right on our border. It's going to be a failed state soon." 
and it's our fault, and we just can't do anything to fix it. And what I'd much rather is have someone be a human being and say, yeah, I came from that, that's where I came from, and now I'm here, and this is what I'm doing. But you know what? Like, people are dying down there, we've got to do something. Or, you know, we've got to sort of look at immigration a little bit better than, than, than we have been, because obviously that's not working either. And instead of that, it's just the standard, pat, you know, political answers that don't mean anything and that no one's going to do anything. And, 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 and the same policies that haven't worked, you know, in the past 20 or 30 years. I mean, the war on drugs is just like, it's a fucking joke. And it's weakening and so when us. you go down, it's weakening well, yeah, us. When you go down point. there, when you go down there, you like literally you cross over from El Paso, Texas into Juarez, Mexico. It's the same city, just divided by a border. El Paso is one of the safest cities in America because it's a police state and the cartels live up there. And you pass into Juarez, which is, it's the most dangerous city in the world uh, for journalists, and it was one of the most dangerous cities in the world, but I believe it's just been up to the most dangerous city in the world uh, for murders. So you're sitting there going, <laughs> okay, how is that possible? You know, how, how is that? The most dangerous city in the world is the same city as El Paso, Texas. So... You know, the whole thing when you're down there, you realize that this, it's, it's, it, we always say where are all the adults or, you know, this is the absurdity of the modern condition. But when you're down there, you're exactly right. It's Mad Max, five minutes south of the American border. And it's not like we can just say, oh, it's those crazy Mexicans. I mean, all the guns are coming from us. All the money is coming from us. The market for the cocaine is here. Like, it's just, it's all us. We're just saying, well, you you guys can shoot each other down there, and we don't care. Well, not only that, there's documented examples of our guys, our people, selling guns to the, the Mexican drug cartels, so they can you know quote unquote trace them or something. So they they've sold them guns that have actually wound up killing American border agents. Like it's real it's madness. Right. That's the fast, fast and Furious. Well, there's been a bunch. The most famous is the Fast and Furious. How does that um, happen? Well, well, they gave, they were giving, giving, not selling, giving uh, uh, guns uh, to the cartels and, and the, the, thinking they could track them. And the only, they, they found them, they lost track of them, obviously, and they came up in a, uh, in, in, yes, you're correct, in, in the deaths of American agents, guns that we had given them uh, were, were used in those murders, which is just, I found to be shocking. But also, there was, when I was down there, actually two, two things, when I was down there, the largest haul of ammunition uh, got caught at the, at the uh, Mexican border, which we went to. It's all, all, all the ammunition, all the weapons coming from America. It's just shocking the amount. Like, they have truckloads full of, of, of weapons-grade, uh, you know, 7.62 uh, uh, weapon uh, ammunition. But also, one of the things that, that, that you know, is, is crazy about, uh, you know, what's happening is, you know, the amount of killings that go on with weapons. Oh, yeah, sorry. The, the other thing was there was a, an ex-CIA, um, I forget which, which one, but the ex-head of the CIA, his uh, ceremonial pistol, his ceremonial is 45, that they, that they give you, like, you know, as a, you know, I don't know, an award or when you leave office, was found on a narco uh, lord when he was down there. So he had the head CIA, the head of the CIA's, uh, 45 uh, caliber uh, Jesus pistol. Jesus Christ. And so we're, we're just sitting there going, like, it, now it's in the level of absurdity. Now it's in the level of, you know, 
Fast and Furious. We'll give them guns, and then they kill us with our own guns. And it's a Coen it, Brothers it, movie. It's crazy. It's a Coen Brothers yeah, movie. Exactly. Exactly. Not, it That's can't exactly be real. Wrong. That is one of the dumbest ideas I've ever. I can't look look at it in any way where I would think, "Oh, that's a good idea. Give them guns and track them." That's so. It's yeah. amazing that these fucking morons are the ones who are in charge of these things. The people that could come well, up with was, an idea like that, either some, either they're yeah. lying and they're making money and they're corrupt. And this is just right. how they masked it, or right. they're criminally incompetent. Yeah. Well, what makes it worse is the the sort of the the lead cartel now, the Zetas. Um, what happened with them is they were actually trained. The core group of the Zetas were trained by the DEA to be counter, um, you know, counter cartel, you know, super police and so they they were trained by the dea and then they went down and then were working for a bit and then they said screw this and they sold themselves as uh mercenaries to the various cartels famously the golf cartel wow and then they said well screw this we're just going to take over and now they're the sort of hegemonic you know cartel and they were all trained by the dea so they used the training that the dea gave them to take over from the other cartels and now they're running shit, and you're just like, holy fuck. I mean, this, you couldn't write a Hollywood script this crazy. Well, that's very believe. similar to the uh, arming of the Mujahideen, who then became the Taliban, right? Isn't that the same it's thing well, that happened in Afghanistan? 100%. And, and, and so now we're fighting the people that we armed and trained, and guess what's <laughs> happening now? And we're, we're, we actually admit to it. We are arming and training um, uh, Islamic fundamentalists in Somalia, uh, in an effort to fight al-Shabaab there, but this, these people who were training to fight al-Shabaab are avowed, um, you know, anti-Western Islamic fundamentalists. So we're doing it again. It's not like we're it's not like we're learning from our mistakes. While you know, uh, while this is going on, there's all this crazy saber rattling about Iran. You know, I mean, this yeah. really looks like World War Three. It really looks like the end of the world is like knocking on our front door. Well, I'm actually going, my next trip is to Pakistan, um, where I'm meeting A.Q. Khan, the guy who developed the bomb for Pakistan, and so I gave, illegally gave the technology to Iran. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm interviewing him because, um, you know, it's not only Iran having the bomb, but Pakistan, which is, you know, quickly becoming a failed state, um, has a lot of uh, weapons, uh, ballistic weapons, and so we're going to see just going over to see just how loose the nukes are over there um but it's it's absolutely terrifying what's happening what's scary about this though is that um you know the mexico uh issue is you know mexico runs the risk of turning into a failed state as well but it again it's it's our border it's our it's us it's connected are, to know, us that, and, and by the way it's a it's a problem that we're causing like yeah. you know it's 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 you know it's a scary time and when their border quits, if they become a failed state and they stop having patrols on their side of the border, you know, we're going to have to, if they don't have any employees doing that, we're going to have to up all the people that work down there. They're going to have to do something yeah. to try to tie, and then they're going to have to go in. That's what's going to be really crazy. They're going to have to realize, like, there's an army of, of real, truly evil people that are involved in a, a crazy criminal enterprise, and they're, they're billionaires, and, they have, and they're right there. And they've become an army yeah. now, and they're doing... Well, but also, it's, it's a joke. Like, whenever you're down there, you hear all these stories of, 
you know, they're trying to build a wall, which is a joke because you just tunnel under it or go over it. Yeah. But they'll, the, the, you know, we'll come sort of put up a wall during the day, and at night they just come and take all the stuff for scrap and just, you know, because, you know, it's just it's impossible to do. And if you think you're just going to build a wall and that that's going to stop people from, from going under it or over it, you're insane. Yeah, like, I don't, it's just crazy. I don't know how you stop something that's as out of control as the drug war in Mexico. It seems so crazy. It's like, is there even a solution that anybody proposes that makes sense to fix this well, and turn I think it around? De- 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 decriminalizing drugs. I mean, this is this is the the argument is you say, look, it's like alcohol. You know, every, excuse me, everyone drank, and then they they made it illegal, and everyone drank, but the mob ran it. Um, and now you're like, it's not as if the argument that if we decriminalize drugs, more people will do drugs is, 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 is ludicrous because no one is not buying drugs or not taking drugs or whatever because it's illegal. You can get pot anywhere. You can get coke anywhere. You can get acid anywhere. You can get sort of basically any drug anywhere incredibly easily. I don't know anyone that can't get any drug with a call of a, like a, a telephone line. Yeah, now. but you run so in dangerous is, circles, my friend. Yeah, can, I, can I call you up later tonight about something? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, Brian but, wants to know. Yeah, look, the thing is is, 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 like we said, there's never been more drugs in America, never right. higher quality, and never for right. a, a better price. So the thing is, is you should say that argument, that argument is, is, is moot. Like, you, what you have to do is say, okay, People are are going to do drugs. Okay, you have to decriminalize it, and and that way at least you can regulate it, or, or or uh, you know, and take the criminal element out of it. Because quite frankly, as long as people want to take drugs, and I don't see that happening, uh, you know, that people are not going to want to take drugs anytime soon. Then the war will just get worse because it's billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that is going to be run by the criminals because it has to be because the government won't run it. I also think that we have an issue where the the people that are making the decisions for whether or not things are or are not illegal have a vested financial interest in keeping them illegal. And that's something that we really have to address in this country, like what you can make money off of. And the fact that you can make money off of people being in prison and the fact that you can make money off of hiring more law enforcement and DEA officers and having more government programs to eradicate drugs, the more money that you can spend and the more money that you, it, it, it beefs up this whole industry that all goes away if marijuana becomes legal and all goes away nothing, if drugs nothing, become decriminalized. Nothing happens in this country unless there's an economic interest. And yeah. right now there's a massive economic interest in the drugs industry. You know, I was reading a fascinating article, um, you know, the other, the other day about half of America is on prescribed drugs and the other half is on illegal drugs. And, <laughs> you know, it's 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 there. It's 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 not going away. And either we come up with some sort of intelligent solution, or it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. How is Mitt Romney the guy that the Republicans chose? How did he get past their vetting process? How did they not look at this guy's past and go, whoa, 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 whoa. your dad was from fucking where? How do they not do that? How do they not just look at the Mormon religion in general and how people look at it as being a really wacky subset of Christianity with roots in the ridiculous? When you, you hear the story that it was created by this Joseph Smith kid who was 14 and found golden tablets that he could only read with a magic rock. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. How did this guy get through? How is he the guy? Well, because it was either him or Hunter Kane. I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great uh, field for the Republicans, and and you know he he again, 
You're right. He's sort of an Autobot who's been, you know, been preparing to try to be president for his whole life. He, he, he you know, and, and, and if you look at it, you just say, look, this guy, you know, it looks like a president. He acts like a president. He talks like a president. But, you know, if you, it's like anybody. Like, Joe, if you, if you were to run for president or if I was to run for president, they'd find all kinds of crazy shit in our, in our past because that's human. What's interesting about it is he rejects all that humanity and doesn't want to say that he's from Mexico, doesn't want to say that this stuff is going on, doesn't want to admit it. Does he ever and address it at all? Why? Because it's crazy. But at the same time, you want to say, okay, well, we shouldn't be electing humans and we shouldn't be electing robots. Does he... Has has he ever been questioned on this publicly? Um, he, uh, I know it's come up a few times. He, 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 he's been skirting around it until recently when he, I believe, smoked, spoke to the uh, American Latino Conference and said, um, you, know, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm from Mexico, I'm from a Mormon colony in Mexico. And also he said in the RNC speech, you know, my dad came from Mexico to uh, Michigan and that, uh, you know, we were Mormons, but people didn't care. It was more about the sports teams we like. So he's had to <laughs> address it because it's coming out. But the thing is, and, and to answer your earlier question about 14 minutes too late, is the reason why it has come out. So I wasn't the first journalist to go down there. People found out that, they, that you know, that he was born there. Actually, you know, the, it was an old story because his, his, it was a big story when his father ran for president and uh, everyone went crazy. But... um what what nobody did is stay there. I went down there uh, three different times. I stayed there. I hung out with them. I actually liked them, you know, because they're they're fighting cartels and the cartels guys. Like you said, they're they're insidious people, who are cutting off heads and and killing people at random and throwing grenades into nightclubs and yeah. you know kidnapping and it's just look it's uh, it's, it's not a Tarantino movie. It's a Tarantino exactly. movie. And, it's cra crazy. And these guys are and then these guys are standing up to them, and and you know I uh, I respect that, and you, you yeah. have to protect your family, and and I believe in that, and I I just think that you know these guys sort of doing it on their own is crazy, and um you know when I when I when I was staying with them, you realize this is this is crazy, like it's not you know it's it, it's it, it is like a Tarantino movie, and and you know the fact that. You know, he he's his cousin. Like they're all named Rami. I mean, his cousins are all there. You know, you'd think that actually they they say this in the piece. They're like, look, I wish he would contact us because I think we could help him. And we got to talk to him about about immigration. We got to talk to him about his drugs policy because we live here. We you know we can help. Wow, and we so, live here and we want to talk to him about his drug policy. That's incredible. Yeah, well, because they're on the front line, they understand what it's all about. We have to stop treating Mexico as if it's another, you know, thing that we don't have to deal with. It's right next door. I mean, it literally is oh, connected. Sure. It is us. You know, it's, we pretend yeah. that there are two separate countries. It's it's so silly. It's just people, just people, and they were born a mile this way or a mile that way, so they're fucked. No, they're right. not going to stand that. They're coming across left and right, yeah. back and forth. And we all know somebody, if you live in L.A., you all know somebody who is either family came here illegally or they sure. came here illegally. It's so normal. We have to fucking start treating them like they're us. Like, we gotta, we got to fix that spot. It's connected to us. You know, well, I mean... But the, the, if, you, if you're there for a little while, too, what happened was, because of NAFTA, which, again, was an American policy, um, you know, Mexico, northern Mexico got really slammed because the farms, they couldn't compete anymore because Americans still had subsidies here, but they didn't have subsidies there, all this stuff. You know, again, you can go into that stuff for a long time, but basically NAFTA hurt the Mexican uh, agric agriculture business. So they only had two options, 
once the sort of agriculture died in northern Mexico, and that was either you sneak into America to get jobs. And by the way, one of the things that you learn there is, you know, they, these people are Mexican. They don't want to leave their homes. They don't want to leave their families. They don't want to leave their sons and daughters or their moms or whoever it is. They, they do it because of survival. And when, you, yeah. when you're faced with survival, you will do anything. You don't want to crawl under borders through rat-infested tunnels. You don't want to, you know, put your life in the hands of coyotes and cartels. So, you know, on one side, they had to sneak into America, which is not a lovely process, or they have to join the cartels. And those are the two options left to them for survival because of policies that were cooked up in Washington. Now, I've got to say that when you say, look, it doesn't matter which side of the border, border that's, a, that's, a, that's a ethical and, and moral obligation. But on, on top of that is the majority of the problems in northern Mexico are 100% caused by America. And you sit there and say, okay, it's not like Mexico was intrinsically poor. Or they couldn't feed themselves. This, this all happened within the last 30 years. And, and you just sit there and say, okay, look, at some time, at some point, we have to take responsibility for what we're doing. And for sure, the President of the United States has to, has to look at this because, okay, we're worried about Iran, we're worried about this, we're worried about that. But guess what? In our backyard, we have something that's killed ten times the amount of American soldiers killed in the wars that we've been fighting. So I don't know how it could be any worse. And it just appeared over the last decade. When I was a kid, exactly. when I was on uh, one of the first gigs I did when I came to California, as I did something for MTV uh, in Cancun, yeah. I would never think about yeah. doing that now. I'd be like, fuck yeah. that. That sounds crazy. But back then, they would have MTV shows in Cancun. I mean, nobody was scared to go to Mexico. Mexico was great. People enjoyed it. A lot of great places to go on vacation there. And then out of nowhere, all this violence started happening. And, and mass scale. And it's, it's so hard for people to wrap their heads around. But if this was in Detroit, if this was in New York, we would be fucking terrified. We would be, if it was in Houston, we would be fucking terrified of this kind of violence. But because it's in Mexico, for whatever reason, people don't think it affects us. It's, it's really nuts. Like, there's a giant patch of humanity that lives in utter chaos, and they are literally physically connected to us. Uh, and you're exactly right, because the, the, the increase in violence, the scale-up in violence in Mexico has been the last 10 years, and it's because they tried to implement the war on drugs and not only has it not helped an iota, but it's led to a lot of people being killed because what they're doing and the policies that they're, they're using just don't work. And the, the Zetas are a perfect example. Let's train uh, a hyper group of, of mercenaries that then become the worst guys who are our worst enemies because we trained them. I mean, the, the, it's, it's, we've done such a bad job, it's literally laughable. And we have a, uh, a series we're going to be doing called Where Are All the Adults? Because I don't know who the fuck's making these decisions, but sure as hell, not adults. Yeah, the, the, it's it's a weird place we're at where our uh, the, the capabilities of our government have been overshadowed by their abilities. Like they, they, they can't see the, the greater impact of what they're doing and they make these incompetent, ridiculous decisions and yet they have the power to implement these stupid ideas and the impact of them is tremendous. And people who are more knowledgeable socially, who understand you know, what, what, we, what we need to do to sort of try to fix the situation, they're not being heard. We, we're, we're only hearing from the people that are, are benefiting financially from d the drug war. And the, the whole thing is all based on, oh, protect the children and protect people and drugs kill lives with nary a mention of the biggest issue that this country faces, which is the fucking pharmaceutical drug problem. There are a bunch of fucking zombies, sanctioned zombies walking our streets. 
And uh, I know quite a few of them. I've met quite a few people in my life that have lost themselves to pain pills. And they get them from a doctor, and they have no problem staying medicated. And they're gone. They are not the same person anymore. And this is an epidemic in this country. And it's not being addressed at the same time while uh, people are going after illegal drugs, which, for the most part, uh, aren't, aren't the real problem in this country. For sure. I, I mean, if you look at it, you say, okay, I could go, we've talked about this before, but we're talking mainly about, you know, pot and, and coke coming from Mexico. Obviously, you know, they, they, they do some other methamphetamine things like that, which is not great. But the, 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 the majority of heroin um, in this uh, country, or in all countries, uh, over 90% estimated comes from Afghanistan, which theoretically we've been in control of for the last 10 years. And have done nothing to call the, the poppy uh, population um, uh, growth, poppy uh, um, harvests. And so, what's happening now is there's never been more heroin. Heroin in the last 10 years, uh, heroin use in America has doubled. Price has gone down. Quality's gone up. Uh, and that's when America's in control. So it's, you sit there and say, so okay, ridiculous. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what anyone wants to talk about, conspiracy theory, this or that, but, um, you know, if America and, and, and Mexico are really fighting, uh, uh, you know, a drug war, and yet there's never been more coke or more pot, and, by the way, heroin is flooding the streets out of the country that we control, theoretically, then, you know, somebody's not opening their eyes. Because if you look at it, if you want to take it down to its uh, its its simplest level, America, uh, since it's been running Afghanistan, has become the largest drug dealer in the world and the largest heroin dealer in the world, and that's that's a, that's a fact because uh, you know heroin addiction has has skyrocketed in Russia, in 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 Europe. Uh, in America, and then in countries, uh, you know, that, that don't even have money for it, in, in the west coast of Africa, in in uh, um, um, uh, uh, India, in Pakistan, in Afghanistan, in Iran, places where they never had uh, heroin addiction because it's they're on the, it's on the uh, the trail. And by the way, this is during a time when, you know, theoretically, uh, we're, we're supposed to be in there uh, uh, regulating the country. Well, we're not, and I don't know why, but I get to tell you why. A lot of people are making a lot of money off that heroin. Well, Shane Smith, it sounds like you hate America. That's what I hear. When I hear you talking like this, it sounds like you hate America. I do not. <laughs> I do not. You know what I'm saying, man? That's the argument yeah. against it. I mean, it's so blatant. And the, one of the weirdest things is watching video of U.S. soldiers guarding poppy fields. I'm sure you've seen those. Sure. How yeah, yeah, that is sure. so surreal, man. It's yeah. so it's so like I, in I'm your face. I love America. I'm I'm the I'm the perfect example of the American dream. I came down here and and you know started a company and 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 you know uh, hired a bunch of people and you know I I love the promise of America. I love the people. I think it's it's the greatest country in the world. What I don't like is the fact that we suck up so much propaganda. I don't know how it's different than, you know, Nazi Germany, because Nazi Germany was doing bad shit, but they said, no, no, it's okay, we're doing good shit, and everyone went, okay, and, you know, how are we different? Like, this is the land of the free, we're supposed to, you know, we're supposed to have a free media that tells the truth, and then we make up our own, our own minds. What I'm saying is, okay, I love, I love this country, but, Look, if, if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell the truth, and if, if we're, you know, complicit in, in you know doubling heroin addicts in America, then we have to know that if we're complicit in you know fifty thousand murders in in Mexico, then I'm going to say that because otherwise, if nobody's saying it, 
then guess what? How are we different than Nazi Germany? I don't fucking know. Yeah, well, we got a bunch of lazy, unpatriotic motherfuckers running this thing. Because if people really were patriotic and really wanted to respect the ideal of what America is supposed to be, there would never be any problem with freedom of the press. There would never be any problem like what's going on with WikiLeaks. This would, it would be something where they would want to take account and, and look at the grievances that the people have. But we're, we're running by lazy people. that They don't have this idea of the, the perfect utopian society that we think that we can all aspire to and can be created someday. We all hope, if, if humanity keeps evolving, that we're going to get past this ridiculous uh, system of crime and violence and poverty and eventually move on to some elevated level of society, some elevated state of consciousness where we all can uh, get along together and we basically can eliminate violence and eliminate all the bullshit aspects that are created by inequality and losers and people doing a shitty job of raising children. And I think that this is something that we should all aspire to. This is something that we should all look towards. And when our government is being run by hacks and dummies, it's, it's, it's a real problem. And when they placate to all these dummies out there that, you know, form special interest groups and, you know, right wing crazy religious wings and it's they're they're all doing themselves a disservice. Everybody should be trying to move this fucking thing further than where it's at right now. And with rational discussion and logical thinking, you look at it and you go, OK, this drug thing's a big problem. Like, you got to fix this. And who's making money? And how is this? Where's this money going? Just knowing those numbers, the government should be chasing that down on TV. They should be going, ladies and gentlemen, the Afghanistan you know, opium supply is 90% of the world's opium supply. We're in control of Afghanistan, so we're trying to figure out where the fuck this money's going. But no, it's just something mm. instead that's never even brought up. It's swept under the table. Whoever is making money off it continues to make money off of it, and we're supposed to just ignore it you know, because honey boo-boo's on TV. It's, you know, it's, well, I, I, I agree with you 100%, and what, what I like about you is you, know, you, you call it like you but also, you know, you're a positive guy. And, you, and look, it's true. This country was founded on we can make a modern-day utopia. And, you know, it's founded on the American dream. And, and the thing is, is that shouldn't go away. That should be our, uh, you know, number one thing. But it also has to be founded on truth. And the thing is, is what I try to do is find truth. And what you do is you find that truth and then, and then say, look, now we have to action that truth. And I think if there's a lot more people, and I, I believe there's a lot of people like you and there's a lot of people like me out there. And we we become disenfranchised because media is big business. We you know we're sort of you know pushed out. There's only two parties in this country, and and, and you know the, you know I I know that uh, you know you're a libertarian, and, and I'm like look, I think there should be three, four, five parties in this country because if there's only two parties in the country, then they're always in power. That means both parties are always in power, and that's not a democracy. Yeah, and I think we. we what you have to do is you have to say, look, there's a lot of people like us out there. We have to start by telling the truth, and then once we've told the truth, we have to say, now what do we do to try to go forward and not go backwards? And what people have to understand is true patriotism is pointing out all the fucked up shit that you see. True patriotism is not just sticking your head in the sand and ignoring it because you're on Team America. That's bad because these people are not representing what means America to you or to I. What means America to you and I is opportunity and freedom and a place where you can, there's not really a caste system and you can really rise from rags to riches and you can really seek your dreams. I mean, there's so many different things you can do in America. The, the, the upside of America is fucking awesome. And the pretend that somehow or another ignoring all the corruption and craziness and all the things that turn it into a money grab, all the things that ruin everything that's great about America, where our government has been, has become a way where people can regulate the flow of money. The decisions the government make 
are all greatly influenced by corporations. And when you see you connect the dots and you connect the, the money trail, it's disgusting. It should be illegal. It should be eradicated for gover- from government. Government should not be about that. Government should be about the will of the people and the will of the people where they've sat down and intelligently debated every single situation. You know, with, with the, if the United States government can have a real succinct debate with the American people about why we're invading other countries, that would be some fascinating shit if we could do that on mm-hmm. television and have a, but no we don't get to we don't get any decision making capabilities at all when it comes to that stuff we just have to choose mm-hmm. a, a representative and then watch them do shit we don't want them to do yeah and I mean look uh, we, you know we've talked about this in the past as well but when I went to Sofax to the Middle East where they have arms fairs, where uh, you know countries, China, uh, you know all different, uh, you know Kazakhstan, Russia, all come to sell their weapons, and they come to sell their weapons to, you know whoever wants to buy them. You know North Korea has bought weapons there, and uh, you know, uh, you know well for example Syria was buying weapons there, Yemen, and they were using those weapons against their own people, um, and that's sponsored by us, and it's our companies uh, that are that are making those arms. Uh, to, to, to suppress democracy, to kill, you know, their own people, and we just care about making money. And when I saw that, you know, I was, I was, I was bombed. But when I hung out with the Marines who were there as part of a, um, they, as part of SOFEX, they do this sort of bad, baddest, uh, you know, uh, special ops team on the planet. And, uh, Force Recon, the Marines were there, and they're like, hold on a second. These, these weapons are being used against us my terrorists and we're here as they're just selling them like a like that at a mall this is what the fuck's going on and when you actually talk to people in the military about that kind of shit or using marines to uh to be protection on on halliburton trucks uh that are bringing like a six-pack because they get paid per truckload you just start to go what the fuck is happening i mean if you talk to you know most people you know in, in the military who who saw that kind of stuff happen in Iraq? They're 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 you know disgusted, and I'm disgusted, and I only heard about it. I didn't have to risk my life, uh, you know, to do that kind of stuff. And at at a certain point, you're like, look, we can't use our military as cannon fodder. You know, I don't know what the hell is going on, uh, uh, you know, with with these kind of deals, but. You know, when we were at Sofax, the Marines were, you know, it made me cry, I'll, I'll tell you the truth, because these guys came to the realization that American companies are selling weapons to other armies that are using those weapons to kill us. Oh, it's such a fucking mess, man, and, and not being addressed. It should be one of the primary issues that our society deals with is where's the money going? Where are our tax dollars going? How are they being represented in these foreign countries? And what is the actual physical liability of it? How many people have actually died? I've never seen a real honest accounting of that either. Like you look at the innocent amount of innocent deaths in, in Iraq, sure. and it, it varies from uh, the, the really conservative people ring it at like 100,000. That's like the really conservative people. But the, the people that are really uh, uh, adamant against the war have it at around like a million. I don't know what it is. Yeah, sanctions, sanctions, and all the uh, and all the everything else tied together, it's over a million. And you're like, okay, so you guys, we had to go in and get um, Saddam Hussein out because he was an evil dictator. But what about all the African evil dictators? What about you know Charles Taylor in Liberia? You know, did we get him out? No, we supported him. I mean. Like, you know, well, well, did they have oil? <laughs> you know what we need, dude, for real? We need, like, real live Avengers. 
We really need, like, superheroes who are bulletproof and can turn into the Hulk and just go in over there and fuck up, you know, like, dictators and take... I mean, really, if science and engineers are working on things like that, they need to develop real superheroes. That's the only thing that's going to save well, us I know, I know that you just got your black belt, so, you know, I'm, I'm voting for you to be our first superhero. Congratulations. Double oh, black belt. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Double rainbow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got my black belt today from John Jock Machado. So do you wear uh, both of them? Like no, 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 no. I wear one of them is like a, a you, it's symbolic in no gi. You don't really wear a belt, oh. but you get to wear a black rash guard if you want. But it's uh, in John Jock's. It's a gi class. So I wore a black belt, like actual belt. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. It was, thank you, thanks, brother. It's an honor. Listen, man, when are you going to be back in L.A. again? We got to have these fucking long, long, crazy conversations that we always have. I know you have a bunch of other press that you're doing for this, and you got to go. As soon as I'm back in LA, I'll do your show. I love you. I love being on the show. I wish I could be there in person. I'm just doing tons of press. This thing's blowing up. I really appreciate being on the show. But yeah, I love. I know you got another uh, uh, guest, and and I, I won't take up any more time. But I love you. I love the show. Congratulations on the black belt. Thank you, brother. Listen, back. the feeling I'm is mutual. To, I'm, going to, I'm going to Pakistan <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran. If I can get into Iran, Jesus. we're supposed to sneak into Afghanistan. So when I get back, I'll come straight out and tell you all the stories. You, Jesus Christ, what stories you'll have. Holy shit. Dude, the feeling <laughs> is mutual. I, I was a huge fan of yours before I ever met you, and now I'm, I'm honored that we're friends. You're the coolest motherfucker I know, and just keep going out there and doing what you're doing because it's beautiful. Your videos are the best fucking thing that's on the internet, television, period. I, I find the, the, the whole Vice.com team to be, the, you guys are exposing the coolest, most interesting, most intriguing, the most baffling, mystifying shit in the world. And uh, I'm honored that we're friends, brother. Thank you, man. I'll see you on We'll talk back. soon. All right, brother. Take it easy. Bye. Powerful Shane Smith. Bye, Shane. Shane might be one of the coolest humans on the planet. He's fearless, man. This motherfucker is just telling us he's going to Pakistan and Iran and Iraq. Jesus Christ, son. Jesus Christ. Sam Tripoli, you awake over there? Come on over here, you sexy bitch. Sam Tripoli and Brian Redman were my dancing partners this weekend in Sacramento. First of all, how fucking awesome is Sacramento? Sacramento is like one of those uh, lost gems of a city that people don't recognize. You know, when people talk about like cool cities to go to, like you got to throw Sacramento in that mix. Sacramento is fucking badass. It's beautiful up there. It was weird flying in and seeing these crazy river systems they have up there and seeing all the farms. And you realize, like... Irrigation. Yeah, there's a big slice of California that is just farms. Yep. You know, when you're flying over it and looking down at that shit. Sacramento's interesting because, like, I was, you know, doing the show and they're like... I said something about every all the MMA fighters and adult film stars come from Sacramento. <laughs> they're like, yeah, that's Sacramento. And it's like, it's a great city, man. It's like, I know you guys think it sucks, but it's pretty phenomenal, man. Oh, it's great. It's a great place to live. Uriah Faber's got a, a fat setup up there. He's got this uh, huge gym and all that uh, team alpha male dudes. And they, they like, I love their setup too because they also bought like houses together on a street. They call it like the block, I think. Oh, that's it. cool. Yeah. And so they all live in like one neighborhood. So like one guy lives here, the other guy lives across the street, which is what I've been wanting to do for a long time. I think that would be the fucking coolest thing ever. And I've been stressing it lately with all my friends. And we had an Ice House Chronicles <laughs> here the other day. We all got hammered and we were talking about it. We're all like, we're going to move to Santa Barbara. Fuck it. We're all going to move to That's Santa Barbara. That's a great city, dude. Yeah, it's a fucking great city. And 
what I was thinking is... Are you gigging there soon? We just did. I just did the Lobero Theater there. How was it? Fucking phenomenal. Cool as shit. There's no stand-up up there. There's no stand-up. It's this great town. They don't have a goddamn comedy club. Well, it's really weird because it's a, it's the, a late, late night crowd. It's like they yeah. don't come out to like... 10 at night and then like before that it's really dead on like state street which is their main street really yeah i've done shows out there there's it's a like, lot of people in the daytime there i've been there a couple times in the daytime there's a lot of people down there it is around. great it's it's got everything you want a very intelligent so you're saying it becomes like a, a more of a nighttime crowd yeah like a, like a nightclub type cloud crowd yeah they beat yeah, all it. the good people hide that were hanging out during the day buying th- like little gifts and stuff like that. And then oh, this like hide. creepy nightlife goes in. It's well, just, there's like hmm. two awesome colleges there and there's a very uh, intelligent population there. So it's like the perfect place for a comedy club. Yeah. And you know what it also is? A lot of old Hollywood is there. Well, I was there. I saw Carol Burnett. Really? Carol, Bur- oh. Carol Burnett fucking looks good, man. She still looks good. She's like 79. She looked great. I was like, holy shit, that's Carol Burnett. You know, um, there's a lot of like old Hollywood that lives there. They like they checked out and they moved up to this one spot. They all agreed to go to this one spot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled it off, but it's basically one of the fucking best climates on earth. It never gets hotter the than weather's like, perfect. It gets like it's from 85 to 65 all year round. That's it. That's like the whole. That's all year round. I like, like San Diego a little more, like just outside San Diego. But both those cities are pretty. Phenomenal. San Diego's phenomenal. But what we were talking about, you couldn't hear because you were you didn't have headphones on. And we were sitting back there, but what we were talking about with Shane Smith was Mexico and how crazy Mexico is because of the drug wars. And I heard part of it. Yeah, yeah phenomenal. That's, that's that was phenomenal. Amazing. Phenomenal. He's he's uh, amazing guy. But but Mexico is right next to San Diego. I mean, that is a one of the nuttiest things about this country is that La Jolla, which has some of the most beautiful homes on earth. I mean, La Jolla is fucking staggering. Where that comedy store is, yeah. the views there. Yeah. Have you ever like looked over at some of those houses and you look out in those views? You're like, oh my god! Like, one this time, is- one time I did a show there, and these two drunk like cougar were at the <laughs> show, and they just got shit faced. And then afterwards, they came out. They're like, you. Get in the car, and they pointed me, and oh, it was yes. this this Bentley, and I just jumped in like this Bentley, <laughs> Bentley Royce, and they drove me around, and they took me to this area, and it was the biggest house I've ever seen, and it's like there are some rich, rich people in yeah. La Jolla. Oh yeah, well, there's also that Coronado Island that's right there that is apparently one of the richest places on Earth. That's where Donald Rumsfeld lives. He lives on this island. Like, oh, they have the, all these castles and fucking you know billionaires live there. Isn't it right after like Manhattan? It's like the most expensive land per square foot. Coronado Island's right up there. I think it's supposed to be like this really elite community. Oh yeah. And I've looked at some of the houses online, and they're just fucking jaw dropping. They're like palaces, like works of art. You know, like someone is just you know put. T- Tons and millions and millions yeah. of dollars into fucking, you know, importing marble and all this crazy shit. And you're looking at it like, what a fucking house, man. And then you can walk to Mexico. Yeah. You could walk to Tijuana from that. That's crazy, man. You could get there in a day on foot. Just, just walking. just the Wild West. Just think about the old days, like when, when countries, like when you really did, like people did walk around, like in the Conan the Barbarian days. They really like got on horses or they walked from town to town. You could walk from La Jolla to Tijuana, and you could get there easily in a couple of hours. Right. What is it? How many miles is it? Well, I think uh, La Jolla is about like 20 minutes from downtown San Diego, which is about probably like five to 10 minutes from the from the border. So it's like it's like 20 miles. San Diego, maybe. downtown San Diego is only five to 10 minutes from the border? Yeah, yeah. it's like right there. Whoa. 
Yeah, I, I took a wrong turn on the way home from Comic Con, and I was going that direction. And I was like, "Holy shit! I need to turn around before I I, I can't." Before I'm going to Mexico. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I enjoyed that American Comedy Company uh, place that we worked at. Yeah, it's a uh, beautiful we, club. Uh, is there issues there? Are we going to be going back there, Sam Tripoli? Uh, What's going on there? I, 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 I was a great time. It was just a discussion between me and him on the wording of the, the deal and the wording of uh, what the show he agreed to and what he actually got. And I don't want to get into it on well, the Well, listen, podcast. man. We can start doing regular shows in San Diego. You know, we could totally start doing that. We got. We should do it everywhere. We should do it everywhere. San Diego, Santa Barbara. Yeah, we should wherever just... we want, we could drive to. I mean, it's. I'm. I'm doing all these road gigs, and there's a lot of shit that I could do around LA too that we need to do more often. But the comedy store. I mean, uh, the uh, the Ice House, which is my new version of the comedy store. Yeah. I can't do the comedy store anymore, but I do the Ice House. I would love to see you come back at some point. Yeah, I told you how it has to happen. Certain people <laughs> yeah, have to get hit by meteors and abducted by aliens. When we were flying back from uh, Sacramento, a woman sat in the middle of me and Red Band, and she must have been loving life. But uh, she's from Chico. And Chico, and there's Santa Rosa, and, and there's mm-hmm. all those awesome party cities that have these gorgeous theaters that they have nothing going on. Right, right, you, right. You can go out there and do a couple theater gigs and make some great cash out there. Yeah, and you know, places, if you could do a show in a place like Santa Barbara, you can do, do a show in a, no, a number of different places like that. There's, they're all, I mean, there's 20 million of us here yeah. in, in LA. It's pretty nutty. And then there's all the fucking North shit, Ventura, where nobody goes to. You know, nobody ever, when was the last time you saw a comedy show in Ventura? There's a you know? Ventura comedy uh, comedy club. It's a, Is that it's, a new place? No, it's well. It's been there for a little while. It's had, it's had in like a a boat harbor, and it's actually a really fun crowd. I think Diaz told me he did that. Did Diaz do that? Place? Yeah, you got to pick certain nights because he likes it really clean there. Oh, how dare he! Which I don't understand where that exists. Like, I get the Comedy Magic Club because that's kind of a tradition and it's kind of like a, a thing there. But like, at certain places, you got to keep it clean. It's like, where does that exist? It's silly. They're silly. Comedy, the, the idea of keeping it clean for stand-up comedy, you know, you're selling the wrong thing. There can be clean guys. There's going to always be guys like Gaffigan who are fucking hilarious, who's clean. Or Mitch Hedberg, who's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And M- Mitch Hedberg was very clean. Very clean. There, no sex. Very sw- uh, ra- Rarely swore. Didn't need to swear. You know, and if he swore, it was like a, an afterthought. You know, fuck, man. You know, it's, it's not like a part of his bit. He didn't have to have the swear in it. And, uh, you know, he was brilliant, but that was his style, man. That was what he, that's the way he did his comedy. And, you know, the way you do your comedy, you swear. The way Diaz does his comedy. I couldn't imagine someone telling me that Joey Diaz could be the same if Joey Diaz didn't swear. Because that's crazy. That's crazy talk. Right. And it's a stupid way to think. It's now, like, I didn't know Mitch Hedberg, but was, how was he off stage? Was he that guy off stage? It's like, usually how you are off stage, you should be that on stage to a degree. You know, maybe even amplify it. Oh, well, he definitely, he was a regular guy. I mean, I, I only had a chance to talk to him a few times. I never really hung out with him, but he was good buddies with Stanhope. But I did get to work with him a couple of times. I worked with him at the store once, and he, he was a good dude. He's just a regular guy. But his comedy was uh, just, he had just such a unique cadence to it, you know, and a unique sort of uh, really relaxed, silly uh, um, observations on things. It was really fun to watch. But, you know, again, nothing like me. Squeaky clean, nothing like me. But I still love it. 
you know, I think comedy is just, who are you? Who are you? Are you Tony Hinchcliffe? Are you Sam Tripoli? Are you Brian Redband? Who the fuck are you? And I your comedy is different. Agree more. Brian says a lot of silly shit that I, I really would never pull off on stage. But right. with him, with his personality and his, it's like everybody has their own vision of what is funny. And you can't say, you know, oh, enforce your vision, but do it with limited language. I want you to, I want you to not be free to say everything you want or discuss everything you want. I'm not saying that you should discuss sex or, you know, or anything fucked up, anything controversial. But if you want to, you should. You shouldn't, but you, you, you know, it's not like you have to do it. Yeah. Because people have gotten by, like Jerry Seinfeld, never talks about politics on stage, never talks about sex. But yet, brilliant comic and has this amazing career. It's like you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I, like I can appreciate Stan Hope and Bill Hicks. Uh, and then I also grew up loving... Ellen, I, Ellen's like stand up is very simple to me, but it's very funny and it's well written. And I like to think that's maybe that's her. I mean, I, I've never really watched her talk I'm sure it's show. Her. She, it's, she started it all. I mean, before she ever had a talk show, she was doing great stand up. She didn't, you know, I don't think she had writers. It's all her. Yeah, Jeff Fox were the same thing. Like, you, yeah. you know, give him the, you know, you might be a redneck, but like. His stand-up, was, I always thought, was very well-written and yeah. very funny. He's a good joke writer. Yeah. yeah. He's got great... That, some of that, you, you might be a redneck shit. Look, people discount it because, you know, the, they love to discount redneck anything, you know, but there's a lot of that good fucking writing. He's or anything funny that gets shit. so good, yeah. so popular... It, it almost becomes like I have to hate it because everybody loves it. There's a little of that. I felt that it was a little going on with Larry the Cable Guy. You know, Larry the Cable Guy, I've always felt, is a fun character. He's funny. I think his writing is good. I, I've, I've, I've seen some of his shows. He's a fucking good comic, man. He made me laugh. And he took a gigantic rash of shit, which I feel was mostly based on just people like, first of all, everybody has their own taste as far as comedy goes. But there's a one weird thing that people do. If they have a certain type of taste, your taste has got to be wrong. You know, if you, you're, what you're doing is bullshit. You're like, you could, I've heard the, the argument that, you know, Dice Clay is homophobic. Dice Clay is, uh, is, uh, he's a misogynist. He's this and that, that if you don't say that that is a crazy, exaggerated character, that he's just going over the brink for the sake of entertainment. Like, if you want to hold him to the standard of that's who he is really as a human being, you're ridiculous. You're I a agree. ridiculous person. I agree. And, you know, if, if someone else was saying it maybe looked a little different, they wouldn't be so angry. It's so interesting how it's so much more the messenger than the message Sometimes. when it comes with comedy yeah. right now. <laughs> well, it's also when you get famous and you have a lot on the line. Like if, uh, like that, what what Daniel Tosh said that all that stuff that got uh, you know everybody all fired up. If he was nobody and said that, no one would have given a shit. It was the fact that he's this guy who has this huge Comedy Central show. And, you know, he allegedly said something to piss some woman off about rape. That's that's where the the impact came from. The impact came from he had a lot to lose, and that's this weird thing where we got in this country because immediately people were calling out for him to be fired. He should lose his job. What he said, first of all, besides it not being that like big a deal, you know, it was a, a just a normal thing to say in a comedy club. It also had nothing to do with his television show, right? You know, and to say that you know he should be held accountable to every word that comes out of his mouth when he's ad libbing on stage in a comedy club. You don't understand the art of comedy then, and you have no fucking business judging it. Because you know and I know that when you're in the fucking heat and uh, bullets are flying your way and you're interacting with a heckler and you got, you, got a, you got to respond, there's a brief window of maybe a second or two yeah. after the word where you really 
have impact where you have the instant correct answer and boom, you got to drop it on that bitch. That you got to drop Sacramento. it. Of course I was it getting did. heckled. Of course it did. And I had to put some people in, in their place, which was really hard because the room is all black. Yeah. So you can't even see who you're dealing with. Well, this is, it's not that the room, it's the spotlight is super yeah. powerful too. And it's in your face and all you see is silhouettes. I have and, a big problem with, in this country and, uh, with the whole notion that if you say something I don't like, uh, you have to go away. Uh, yeah. And I can't, we can't disagree on a point. Right. It drives me nuts. Like, yeah. you know, I, we, I, I'm a liberal guy, and there's sometimes, you know, these conservatives say some pretty wacky shit. And then people want to fire them? I, I don't get that. Like, I'd rather prove you wrong than actually make you go away. Like the guy who used to book David Letterman's show who said women, the Midwest, doesn't think women are, are funny. That's uh, Ed, right? Yeah. Ed, uh, who was it? What is I Ed? I forget his name. But it, oh, my uh, he's God. A real, I can't remember his Ed, name. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. But he got, like, he got fired from that position. But... You shouldn't fire him because he's stating something that he feels he's learned over a certain amount of time. Someone should have shown him that he was wrong. Mm. Women are funny. And if you think that, you should have shown him. Making him go away doesn't change. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Brill. Eddie Brill. Yeah. It doesn't change. God, I hate when that happens. My brain sucks. That's Dude. what happens. I didn't take Alpha Brain today. <laughs> yeah, if your brain sucks, I think mine's Al broken down. I, I wonder if Alpha Brain and we just cancel each other out. <laughs> no, not to me. No. No. I, I definitely have a, a, an impact whether I take it or don't take it. Because you remember, do you remember when you first started smoking weed and uh, the next morning you'd wake up and you were like, Wow, man, I'm f my head. I'm still fucked up from that weed last night. I feel no. foggy, and then that just kind of went away. And no, I mean, I think everybody's body processes things differently. You know, my body's always processed weed. Where for whatever reason, the next day I was fine. Really? Yeah, I'm fine in a few hours. My body goes through it pretty quick. I remember it used to be a big thing when I first started smoking weed. How it like almost lasted the, the next day, where I felt my <laughs> brain just not being as clear. People don't know how deep we go sometimes, too. Sometimes we get so high. It's just Duncan and I, the other day, we talked about it on his podcast. We had a great podcast that we did together, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. You could uh, download it from – you could find it. Go online. Figure it out. Uh, T-R-U-S-S-E-L-L. -L. But we got super bazookaed. Bazookaed. And then we went to Costco, and it was my first time going to Costco. You've never been to Co – have you ever been to any kind of thing like that before? I don't think I had. Wow. I don't think I had. I, I might have been to something a long, long, long time ago, and it didn't mean anything to me because I was probably sober when I was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to go through high was like – we were totally fear and loathing in Las vegas it. Him and I were Did like – seem weird shit? Oh, we were so baked. No, we had no business out in public. No business. Because we, uh, we were about to do a podcast together, and uh, – uh, we were uh, first of all, I was very happy because Duncan and Brian had finally made up, and all this Aww. craziness of two of my best friends uh, at war with each other. It was fucking nonsense, and it lasted for so long. It was really stressful, but uh, thankfully it all worked out. And so we were super psyched. So we just got deep, 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 deep into the hole. We just kept going at it. We kept killing this joint, and then we're like, "Oh my god, we're too high! We're too high!" And we walked down to the Costco, and I forget what we were trying to get. And oh. now you have eighty-two paper towels in your car. No, I didn't get anything. Well, you know why we didn't get anything? Because that's what happened. We went down there to um, get a grill. 
and they don't sell grills what? after September. It was 110 fucking degrees outside. After September? Yeah. And they were like, well, that's a seasonal item. I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. A fucking barbecue grill is seasonal? In LA when it's always warm? Yeah, that's so dumb. Yo, I use my grill year round. I, I love barbecuing. I think like barbecuing steak on the grill, It for me, it lights up some caveman shit that I have for, you know, they say dudes have like Neanderthal in them. For, I got chimp in me, dude. I have like some DNA that came from the first chimp that figured out how to start a fire by banging rocks together. And so I, um, good dude, I can't take that shit. And um, <laughs> when I uh, when I get like a primal satisfaction over like grilling steaks, like it's it's a it's a creepy thing. You get your yeah. blood pumping. Like if anybody else in my family wanted to cook the the steaks, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Back the fuck <laughs> off, my <laughs> crazy. Too. Are you crazy? You don't know how to fucking cook a steak on a grill you're gonna fuck this experience up i got it down where i have uh, an iphone um a, a stopwatch thing yeah. i know exactly how long That's i awesome. know exactly i know how many i use uh, these little um charcoal chimneys yeah you ever seen those things no well they um you know when you get like a, a weber grill you know those weber grills is all you need but those weber grills they also sell these weber uh charcoal chimneys and you stuff like some ripped up uh like a trash bag or something uh some paper on the bottom it looks like a flour sifter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then you pour the charcoal in it and light a fire on the bottom and then it cooks it all the way through the top so the coals are like white hot you lay those bitches down <laughs> and i know exactly how high the grill is and i let it sit on that grill for five minutes i let that grill get stupid hot and then I know exactly oh. how much the time, based on how thick the steak is, based on how much it's sputtering. You got this how down to a science. What's, what's, your, science, what's science? your favorite steak? Because I, I, I used to be filet, and then I just went with the, uh, what's the one that has the filet and the other steak together? To, well, um, how, how, for health reasons and taste reasons, there's two different, I have to say, there's two different things. I like, I love the taste of grass-fed ribeyes. It's a different taste. It's more uh, meaty. Or a more gamey, rather. It's almost like a buffalo or uh, like it's a weird, it's more like a game animal. Because what we don't realize is that we're feeding cows shit they're not supposed to be Yeah, eating. that's why I just, I don't know, man. I, I know you gave me shit about wanting to become a vegetarian, and I don't, but I just don't like the way we're raising animals right now. It yeah. just doesn't seem oh, healthy. I agree. Well, well, you can raise them grass-fed. You can buy grass-fed meat. And we're, actually, we're having a guy in on the podcast uh, in the future, uh, the guy from the who, who wrote the Bulletproof Executive, uh, Dave Asprey. He's uh, coming on the podcast soon, and he's going to explain all of this shit for us. And uh, that's uh, that's uh, so that's much needed because uh, I don't understand like what you know how how much of an effect uh, grass-fed meat has on you as opposed to corn-fed. But apparently, it's pretty fucking substantial. I'm sure it is. Yeah, apparently, it's substantial not just with the meat, but with uh, the gr the uh, milk. If you drink milk from a grass-fed animal, and uh, and even uh, cheese and butter from uh, from grass-fed cows is better for you, which is really kind of nuts. But the corn uh, in this country, corn is a, a gigantic crop, and they try to use it for everything. Everything now, yeah. and the price of corn's skyrocketed. But also, people like the way corn-fed beef tastes because it gets so fatty. You know, there is really an argument for the, how delicious a corn-fed ribeye is because they're fucking substantial. You get a, a fat-ass corn-fed ribeye and cook it over some mesquite wood. Oh, son! <laughs> Do you it's know who's delicious. a big, uh, big griller is Michael Faverman. 
Oh, Mike oh, Faberman is a chef. It's amazing. Like he's, he's a like bad a gourmet chef. motherfucker, bro. Yeah, yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. That's some of the best steak I've had in a while. Is his steak? Yeah, Faberman's a bad motherfucker. We we've talked about uh, him. Uh, like we should have an event here and yeah. have him cook here. Fuck yeah, he'd oh, love that, would that be, shit. That probably. would be fucking badass, man. That would be totally badass. And he could do stand up too. <laughs> Put hold the grill. He's gonna do ten minutes. He's I don't know if he's done a podcast. I know he's looking to do something. We should. He, he should have. Well, a podcast. He should have a cooking show. Yeah. There's no cooking guys like Faberman. Faberman's a guy's guy. He's a yeah. big, meaty motherfucker. And he's fast, yeah. too. He's really funny. He's, well, like he's one of my comic. favorite people to gigs with. So. Yeah, he's a great guy. He's a fun guy to talk to, too. He has crazy fucking stories. And he's old stories. school comedy store. He's been around there forever. Yeah, we've known Faberman since the... It was the 90s, I think, first met Faberman, wasn't it? Like yeah, 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 yeah. He was working a lot when I got picked up, and that was about 99. Well, we went to his place um, after uh, September 11th. We were watching all the shit go down on TV from Faberman's house i got pictures of me and diaz and ralphie may and yeah we were <laughs> we were baked baked as fuck hanging out at fairburn's place watching you the, guys were high as fuck watching oh my uh, god yeah <laughs> we were blasted well that was um <clears throat> you got high back then i didn't know you got high that long ago yeah i was gonna say that was about a year after i started smoking weed i started smoking weed at 2000 i remember that too yeah around 2000 99 maybe 99 2000 somewhere around then and uh, then um, right after that, September 11th happened. So maybe it was my fault, man. <laughs> I fucked reality up with my thinking. Man, uh, right around September 9th, I start. I just can't watch television because everything's just a re uh, reenactment of that crazy ass shit. Was um, those attacks on the um, the American embassies? What day did those take place? September Same 11th. Same one as our they, freedom. So they did it. They did it like on purpose, symbolically on that day. Yeah, that guy who put out that video. I mean, there's so much bullshit with that video. First of all, Let's explain what you're talking about for people. Who well, don't know. the video uh, "Innocence of Muslims" that, that came out. Is? Yeah, I think called? it's it's on YouTube. It's so poorly done, and it's like everybody's in blackface, or this is more brownface because they're playing Muslims, and it's so stupid. Like, I can't believe that people went that crazy over something that dumb. Like, if, if Steven Spielberg came out with something that was well executed, I could understand why someone would go nuts. I, I really can't even understand that. But I can understand if it was done well. This is so poorly done. You know, there's the really crazy, uh, I, I shouldn't say crazy, but conspiracy-inclined folks think this is a CIA job. And they think that the CIA is doing this to uh, rally up these uh, American enemies so that we're forced to go to a war uh, against Muslim countries and we can justify a war against Iran or, or anybody else. And uh, that, that, that's the reason why they think this thing got so popular so quickly. Because before I even knew about this film, they were already bombing U.S. embassies. Like, they just immediately went to rocket <coughs> attacks. And I was like, how did they find out about it? I mean, what kind yeah. of Twitter account do they have? You know, I have 800,000 people on my Twitter account, and I didn't find out about it until someone shot a rocket into an embassy. You know, how are these people, how, how is that information distributed so quickly? And then how is this organized so quickly where people just immediately are protesting it? Like, you've all seen it? Yeah. You all got together and saw it. I'm not sure that that's how viral that video was. It seems to me like, man, if I wanted to to look at the uh, past of like some of the shit that America's done, like the Gulf of Tonkin incident and all the different things that we've done to try to get us into war. Yeah, and, people and I, need to yeah, understand that that that's happens. happened. Yeah, that has happened. It's fact. 
There's no getting around it. It's 100% fact. The Bay of Pigs, that's a fact too. You know, the Northwood, Operation Northwoods, that's a fact. There's a lot of crazy facts about, like, about war. So if you wanted to really piss off Muslims and get them to do something stupid, what's really ridiculous is all you have to do is make a depiction of their guy, make a depiction of this Muhammad character. And you could do it as a CIA psychop, psyop, or, you know, whatever they call it. One of the women uh, who's on the show, an actress, Cindy Lee, she claims that her voice was dubbed. And she says that... Um, uh, she has a role in the controversial low-budget film titled The Innocence of Muslims, which has sparked riots against the U.S. and the Middle East. I mean, this is like some shit out of a fucking movie. Yeah, this right? movie is some shit out of a movie. And she's Wag saying, the dog? She says, that, yeah, exactly. The actor, the act, more than that, more, more crazy than that. The, the actors were deceived, uh, Garcia told The Hollywood Reporter. My voice was dubbed, and I wasn't, it wasn't even my voice. I had no idea he did that until the trailer came out. My only part was the role of a mother talking to her husband, her daughter, and this man named Master George. In the film, uh, Garcia plays the mother of a 12-year-old girl who is set to marry the Prophet Muhammad. Whoa. Garcia is heard insulting Muhammad, asking her husband if Muhammad was a child molester because uh, her daughter is but a child and he's 55 years old. Wow, oh. this is crazy. So they put all that into her mouth after it was... This is, it's very possible that this is like some CIA shit. It's a lot and of they're money just trying, They're just trying to rile these motherfuckers up to give us an excuse to start going in there. And this is how it starts. Rocket attacks on embassies is step one. It's, it's real weird to listen to General Wesley Clark talk about all this stuff in like 2000 and it was 2004 or 2008. He basically, Brian, can you pull that up, please? Uh, General Wesley Clark predicts uh, U.S. attacks, maybe. I can't it. believe it. You know, we got to stop calling it military defense and just start calling it military offense because that's what it seems yeah. to be now. We're just always on the offensive, man. And it never seems to work out. Yeah, the plan. Look up General Wesley Clark, and it says, reveals U.S. plan to invade Iraq. And this guy, I forget what year this was that he uh, did this interview, but he basically outlines everything that's happening today. Okay, it was 2007 he outlined this. Enjoy me better. Enjoy me better. Enjoy me better. And more of this. Enjoy this, bitch. Apparently, jerk <laughs> off this. lotions are sponsoring this very important message. Enjoy me better. Jerk off lotions are so critical to a good masturbate. Okay. That's not it, is it? It's this here. No, no, no. no. You got, you're watching movies, son. General Wesley Clark reveals U.S. plan. If you just just type General Wesley here Clark in YouTube, yeah, a... that's exactly it in Democracy Now. Hit, hit the volume. He says, we've made the decision we're going to war with Iraq. Oh, I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said... He reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense Office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. And there's no... You wrap your heads around that. Wrap your heads around that, ladies and gentlemen. This is General Wesley Clark in 2007 describing the u.s plan to invade iraq syria lebanon libya somalia sudan and iran and that these are all areas where shit is going down um especially like what just happened in libya 
look what's going on. I mean, that's where the uh, U.S. Embassy was bombed, was in Libya. Somalia is, of course, a hotbed of piracy. There's always some crazy shit going on in Somalia, which, by the way, uh, I don't necessarily blame the Somalians at all. If you go and look up their history and look up what they call the voluntary, what do they call the <sighs> voluntary Coast Guard of Somalia? I think that's what they call themselves. They started kidnapping people because they were kidnapping European ships who were dumping poison into their waters. Their waters were completely polluted, and they're like a fishing culture. Oh, Jesus. And so they started going out and kidnapping these Europeans. But then it became like much more profitable to kidnap people than it was to fish because they fucking polluted the shit out of that water. They dumped toxic waste right off their oceans, just killed the fishing population. That's just horrible. Yeah, it's crazy shit. So these people really went full-on desperado. Like it was created by greed. The Somalian problem was created by greed. And that seems to be the biggest problem. Uh, with a lot of the decisions being made. What, one thing that scares me about the military right now is that how many people are in charge of the military that never were in the military? Right. You know, it's Chicken very, hawks. It's very easy to be like, you know, to talk a game about punching people in the face if you've never been punched in the face. You know, it's like if you've been punched in the face, you think twice about starting a fight. Yes. Because you know it, it hurts. Right. And you know what you can do to somebody. If you know how to fight and you know what you can do to somebody and you don't want somebody doing that to you. You know, you're like, whoa, Nelly. You know, I had a, a conversation with a dude who's like, oh, I could have kicked that guy's ass. You know, he's talking shit, but I could have kicked his ass. I'm like, how do you know you could have kicked his ass? You don't know anything about that guy. I know some little dudes that can fuck you up. You know, and people who uh, run around thinking that they, they could just get in fights. Fights fights are fucking terrible. It's n never a good thing to get yeah. in a fight. I think this is the first election ever where both guys running for the presidency, I think neither of them have military backgrounds. And I think that's like such an interesting thing that you're putting the guy in charge of the military that's never actually had any military experience. That's interesting. Is that the case? Well, I've well, never Clinton, heard of it. Clinton went against George Bush who Senior. Was military. Who military? Well, he was CIA, and yeah, he was military oh, in he the flew. World War II. He yeah. flew. Yeah. I mean, but he was uh, not just military. He was actually a part of the intelligence community and the, Reagan the head of the was CIA. Military? Reagan was military? What was yeah. he? What was I, he? he? I think he flew, too. Or he, I know he was something in... Uh, the military. I and then, of course, George Bush Jr. was like all the craziness of his National he Guard was Cub duty. Scouts. And, yeah, he went, he went fishing <laughs> eagle. once. He was an eagle <laughs> yeah, he was in a weird situation. But then again, um, well, who was opposing McCain? Yeah, McC McCain was running for president. And he was obviously a war hero. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. These are the first two guys. No, that he was up against no that guy who married the ketchup. Eris, uh, who was the guy uh, that they actually somehow made him who? look bad? Uh, who was the guy that Bush ran against the uh, second? First term was Al Gore. Second term. John Kerry? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? John yeah, John Kerry. Oh, did you say, I, I thought you said John McCain, my bad. No, uh, no, no. I said McCain was the guy who uh, Obama went against. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I think this is the first time we've had two guys who have no military background at all. Yeah, no, I think you're right. John Kerry was a uh, military. Obviously, the whole swift boat thing. Yeah, that? just was ridiculous. Meanwhile, Kerry probably should have won. You know, who who knows how much fuckery was going on with that? Go go watch on TV or on YouTube. Go look up hacking democracy. It's one of the craziest documentaries I've ever seen about those voting machines and how easily they could change the votes. And I don't understand why people don't 
think that this is at all possible. Yeah, come on. When that much money is at stake, people will do some shady shit. There's so much money at stake. We, we can't even wrap our head around it. And people will become addicted to all this money. It's just like I was talking about earlier with Shane Smith, the, the idea that the, uh, the, the, the whole criminal um, system is a, a profitable system for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who get contracts, you know, for uh, to, to hire new security guards, and there's a lot of people that run private prisons. Especially in California. People, yeah, everywhere, man, everywhere. There's, there's, look, there's jobs to be had in keeping drugs illegal. The real thing is you just got to figure out how to, how to make something that replaces those jobs with something that's actually good for people instead of arresting kids for pot. You know, there's got to be a way to do that where you, you figure out how to use all these people and you don't you don't take them out of work. You just give them something productive to do instead of being fucking crazy, uh, you know, anti-drug crusaders. I mean, the whole thing about destabilizing regions, too. You see that going on right now in Mexico. Like, mm-hmm. we are destabilizing that whole area for whatever reason. I don't know, either cheap labor or... Lower the, there's this whole. You ever hear the the Amero that whole conspiracy theory about trying to turn like Canada, America, yeah. and Mexico into one kind of one, one I don't know group so that they all have the same denomination. Yeah, didn't someone talk about that on CNN? Yeah, and then they Cafferty. were talking about how like they did that with the euro, but it's crumbling the euro right now. It's like because all the different countries have different economic schemes going on, they can't all support each other, and it's. It's just really interesting, but there's that whole saying that they're trying to, you know, make Mexico so poor that they need us to join in, and then we make everybody like the Amero. It's like this whole, and then when you do that, you get rid of the U.S. Constitution. That's all that whole conspiracy theory about that. Yeah, it was Jack, wasn't it Jack Cafferty who was on CNN who actually brought up that? But I think that's proven to be, uh, like Obama actually addressed that in running for president. He said there's no evidence of that. Well, it that's just, what he's going to say. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you really think that they're they're destabilizing Mexico on purpose? Do you think that that's what's going on, and that the idea is to just combine everything, destabilize it, so we have a reason to combine with it, and then just take it over? Well, really? there's a whole bunch of theories about that one. Yeah, but destabilizing think, it's easier to you know it's easier to deal with something when you're paying. If you're you're saying that these drug cartels are, have uh, U.S. U.S. Uh, arm firearms. It's easier to pay off the cartel than it is to pay off an entire Mexican government. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. It's much easier to pay off one guy than pay off a whole group of people. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. The whole thing is very interesting. And if that's really how they've organized it, that they've decided to destabilize Mexico, what are they going to do to Canada to get them to join? Because Canada's economy is great. The people are fucking cool as shit. You know, like how are they going to make them hop on the Amero? The only thing that could is, is Canadians are so goddamn agreeable. They might just join up anyway. Yeah, well, they are all right, eh? We're, I guess we all have the same money, eh? Canada is phenomenal. I'm very excited about going there this week. Yeah, we're going to have a good time in Toronto this week. And uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I've, I keep hearing all these uh, stories about people that are trying to buy tickets, and then they buy them online. Uh, the only ones that are available are from these disreputable places that are charging like stupid, stupid amounts of money. I got no control over that, folks, and I'm really sorry to hear about it. There's certain venues where you can kind of make different deals, but a lot of venues, including great ones like Massey Hall, they, they have um, uh, they have it set up online, and people can just buy the tickets, and then they can just sell them, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. I don't know how you could stop people from buying the tickets and then trying to resell them at a higher uh, face Scalping? value. Scalping? 
Yeah, scalp. It's essentially like a legal Internet version scalping. of scalping. I mean, I don't know how they do it, but they, they charge stupid amounts of money for the tickets. I have nothing to do with that, though, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, Louis C.K. is doing something different. Cash only. You have to run to the comedy club and, and, and pay for cash. That's how he, he did it. He just said. That's at the comedy store, but I think other places he's allowing people to buy tickets with credit cards, but you, you he can only use certain venues that don't have deals, and he's trying to like figure out uh, how to do it where... You he's know. going Pearl Jam. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess somewhere along that, but he can do anything he wants, you know. Yeah, I mean, he sold out the Comedy Store, which is four hundred seats, in like twenty minutes. And did he do it off of Twitter? Like, how did people yep. know that he was doing it? He just said, "Hey, I'm going to be at the Comedy Store." Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. He's not in town there very often, so when he's in, you know, in town, it's a big deal. It's so good to see that LA still has a great comedy scene like that. You know, that people are enjoying comedy enough that there's a, a big enough group of people that they can just immediately hear about that and everybody like runs out because those are probably like comedy fans you know the scene real is comedy great fans. out here there's like uh how many like when i moved out here it was like 99 i think there was like three comedy clubs now there's like five or six comedy clubs yeah there's all these new ones too that have uh, popped up and there's so many like peripheral clubs like the irvine improv the bray i did Bray last night with callan oh Ontario. did you go down there was yeah. he headlining it yeah, yeah he popped in fucking hilarious man he was great it was really funny and that's a great improv too and then of yeah, course it is. the ice house oh we have a show this um this wednesday night at the ice house and uh it's a fucking stacked lineup ladies and gentlemen this is one of our best ones uh, we're doing these as often as possible. We're trying to do these fucking things, uh, if not every week, real close to it. And for us, it's like an opportunity to fuck around, to work on new material. And so you get a lot of guys who are stretching out and just fucking around. And, and, and we also do uh, podcasts simultaneously that you could download. It's only available off of the Death Squad Network, which is on iTunes. Are you guys selling tickets off that? No, no, no. We're selling tickets here at the Ice House. Uh-huh. The Ice House but it's Dom Herrera, uh, Doug Benson, Joey Diaz, Duncan Trussell, um, and oh, Greg Fitzsimmons too. Oh, that is a good lineup. Yeah. And maybe Tom Segura. He he might come down. He hasn't told That's me. That's a phenomenal lineup. Yeah, and we're trying to do these as often as we can. And uh, it's fifteen bucks, and the fucking show's sick, and you know, goes on forever. I find Death Squad shows are great, but like, it's hard for me to do new material there because it always crushes. Because, you know, they listen to the podcast. And then, like, I have to take it somewhere else and try it in a crowd that doesn't listen to a podcast or doesn't know anything about Death Squad because they're such phenomenal crowds. They're, like, always so hot. And then I do a joke. That I'm like, oh, that crushed. And then I go somewhere where maybe they don't know my podcast. And then just like, okay, that did not get the response. Well, it's also they don't know your personality. So you're saying all this twisted shit. Yeah. Like, what the, who the fuck is this crazy Armenian asshole? But you're up there just <laughs> slinging that comedy dick like they're your fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. I go in there, I don't give a shit. And like, I had to follow Ian Edwards last a couple, a couple days ago. Man, that kid is funny. Very funny. Dude, that guy's one of the best writers I know. And he always has huge clumps of new material. Yeah, yeah, And he yeah. makes me feel so lazy. Well, you are lazy. I'm not lazy, You're a little dude. Lazy. I work my ass off, bro. Is he lazy? I, I write a lot, dude. Uh, I think he's really busy on a lot of different projects. I don't know if Let you're me say, about Let me say, do you feel lazy? Comedy. Mm. Do you feel lazy when you watch a guy like Ian? I, I, sometimes. You know but why? I'll, I'll tell you, do you why. Know why. Let me say, when do you know I why? do your gig, I, I'm not doing new shit. There's a whisper in there. There's a little feeling. You're crazy, dude. There's a little feeling that you may be lazy. Listen. I, there was a time when I was doing a little too much partying, and I didn't write like I used to. Oh, reality comes out. Yes, I will admit that. I, <laughs> I always admit that. 
Now I know why people come to my podcast and stare at themselves the whole time. It's very hard not to look at yourself on that screen. Can you take me off there? You can easily not look at it. You're a grown man, Sam no, Look me in the eyes. I'm Jesus a vain Christ. man. I'm a very vain Are man. Are you very vain? Are you liking the way you look? <laughs> no, this not at all. Be on this podcast. Made John, right here. I like made Don Marrera quit drinking. Really? Yeah. So I'm self all chubby and fat-faced and then uh, uh apparently daniel tosh said it was bothering him and and dom's like you know what that's it yeah well i'm uh i'm in that same boat i was doing a lot of partying i wish i could just do a little partying i just i want to party like it's i don't remember flying led back zeppelin. To Sacramento. i'm party led over. zeppelin 1972 i'm going to we just got a new album out and it's a world tour yeah, that's not good for your liver. Yeah, well, that's why I have to stop. <laughs> I wish I had the. I, I could just do it a little, but for me, it's like going to the gym and just doing like one push up, and then you're like, oh, that's all I want to do. That's not how I do it. But I want, you can enjoy a little bit of the marijuana. Just a little I can bit once in a while, but it's not really nobody like. Nobody has to get hurt, Sam. Nobody has to get hurt. I get really like paranoid. Yeah, you know why? You should. Life is terrifying. You should be paranoid. You're a little flesh bag. <laughs> A little flesh bag walking around. I was, I was thinking rock. that's what I was going to hear. That's what we are. We're human flesh bags. Dude, yeah, I we're love all coming super on this podcast, dude. You I know why? Because it's the only place you could talk some political shit with brains not freezing up on you. I did one last night, and you bring up the top, and even it's a it's a political podcast, and their brains just freeze, and nobody well, wants to talk well, about Sam it. Well, Sam Tripoli, you do most of your podcasts with porn stars. No, that's not true. You do most of your without porn stars. I do. I do a wide one, range of it. One fourth of it. Yeah, stars. that's yeah. Only one, one fourth. Yeah. yeah. So like the naughty show up. is only one fourth porn stars. I like now? to do a whole bunch. of oh, Okay, stuff. so I'm I'm out of the loop. So did you start off at one point in time was all like you would try to get porn stars on, and then you you just backed off of it and just mixed. Yeah, it up, after a while it there, more. it's just it's like I'm bored with that. I right. want to inter- interview different things. I want to explore different parts of the world. But you find that when you're getting dudes on, you talk politics with them, and they freeze up. Well, not just necessarily on the uh, on a podcast, but just in general, in like normal conversations. This podcast I did last night, where it's like brain just frees up. If you bring a, if you challenge someone's idea, they get like, uh, you know. Well, do you think that's what it is? I think also people are tired of hearing about politics. It's gross. Like they want to talk about sports. They want to talk about fun shit. They want to talk about movies or video games or anything that's fun. It's like you know when they're off of work and you start bringing up politics, like oh fucking Christ with this. Yeah. I can, you know, and for a lot of folks, I mean, that's really how they look at shit. It's. It's it's hard to want to concentrate on some bullshit hustle that you have no real control over. Yeah, and I also think they're just tired of the same rhetoric, and like they think it's going to just devolve into screaming. We're going to put other. America back to work. <sighs> why they sign like free trade deals? That's what I la- like. That's why I like to talk about the stories that you only hear for a glimpse, and then they disappear. Yeah. You're like, well, what about that? And people, are, that's why. What do you think of gay Republicans? There's a lot of them. Um, it's sort of like vampire familiars, you know, they want to stay close to the master. But it's also like, it's very interesting that they've decided to go with their financial needs more than their social needs. Because I feel like most people vote on their social needs. It's very complicated, Sam. There's a lot of shit going on with being a gay Republican. First of all, the, 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 the self-loathing aspect of, you know, a lot of gay people are very ashamed of being gay. It's, yeah, it's very sad and tragic, but it's also true. You know, I, I know gay people that are that like are really uncomfortable about the the way people view 
people that are gay. And so there's some self-loathing going on. There's also people that came from, you know, perhaps they came from like really restrictive uh, family environments. So they, they have like a deep sense of shame and in their own sexual needs. And, you know, they uh, they they don't mind that this uh, Republican Party loathes their existence and, and, and wants to stop them from being married. They don't mind as long as uh, they appear to be, you know, they appear to be respectable when they're connected with the Republicans. Right. It's like they're having dinner with the vampire. Empire. Right. You know, they're, they're like right there with the, the, the monster that, that holds them back and treats them like shit and wants to throw rocks at them. They caught them fucking, you know. It's, no, there is crazy. something to that. Yeah, well, there's something that people become. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, black guys become uh, really. Uh, they become like Uncle Tomish with 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 racists, and they, they they embrace the the one that's holding them back. You know, it's a a, a common thing that's that <laughs> drove people crazy in the black community when they would find a, a black guy, you know, kowtowing to racists like that, just at a you know. That, that 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 gross sort of uh, you know thing. Okay, Massa, whatever you need, Massa. Right. And like, man, this is s- sad shit. Like, what are you doing, man? You're 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 like you need to get away from this piece of shit. This this guy's a slave owner. One yeah. of my favorite bits of yours when I first started watching you perform was about how interracial porn is like the number one <laughs> porn in the well, South. No, it's it's it a disproportionate a- amount of people watch inter- interracial porn in the Deep South disproportionate amount and i was like well that's not not black guys watching that shit it's yeah white it's white guys yeah yeah because it's just so nasty there's just something about that that seems so taboo taboo she that wanted they, that black dick look at her enjoying it look at her enjoying it yeah yeah it's uh there's something fucked up about racism man there's something really weird about it's it. it's from a state of fear it's mm-hmm. just fear of uh and there's some uh you know Ethnocentrism. That well, there's also weird them. shit. We, we, you know, it's not even about black people. Like, well, how about about like Chinese workers that you know make your cell phone to get fifty cents a week? You know, I'm exaggerating. I don't know what they really get, but it's, you know, the Foxconn suicides, and you find out these factories where all your iPhone shit is getting created is got nets set up because people want to jump off the roof. Like, it's, oh yeah, 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 pretty fucking crazy. And I've heard people defending that. Where they go, well, actually, if you think about it, the number of people that commit suicide there, it's uh, actually less than your average city. And Foxconn is basically like a city. There's 500,000 people living there. And you're like, yeah, but most people don't commit suicide at work. Yeah. And their whole argument was, well, if they made an iPhone here in America, it would cost $5,000. You're like, okay, so that's a kind of like a very selfish point of view, right? Yeah. Well, it it is true that it would cost more money but i think it's been disproven that it would cost that much more money i think they said it would cost like an extra 50 bucks or something like that and you can make a, an iphone in in america and pay people a fair wage i forget the number so i shouldn't really say 50 bucks but it wasn't enough to really shock the shit out of me but then i've seen other ones that say it's thousands of dollars like fourteen thousand. so i don't know who the fuck is right and who's telling the truth and what kind of funny hollywood logic they're doing as far as their their math you want racism go to china that's racism man I had I went there with Steve Burns. I had a beard on. I looked very Middle Eastern when I get a beard rocking, and mm. I could not get a taxi to pick me up wow. because Middle Easterns over there they think they're all drug dealers. So no one would pick us up. So we we flagged down this one guy that would pick us up, and he literally had taken what looks like a hot dog vending machine and turned it into a taxi. And we sat in the back, and dude, you can ask anybody who goes to like China. Driving over there 
is crazy. They have lights, but they don't follow them. They're like Christmas ornaments, traffic lights. They're just over there blinking, and no one's following them. Really? When they you just see, go through red lights? I, here's a crazy thing, right? You want to make a left-hand turn in China? You don't make it from the left-hand side. You come all the way from the right, and you turn over there. Why? Don't, I don't know why. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in Everyone my life. Everyone does it that way? Yeah. What? Because that's how they do it over there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They don't ever turn left from the left lane? They no, turn man. left from the right You're lane? You're over here. You turn way over there. Can we find evidence of this online? Find that sounds it, ridiculous. Dude. Google it. I, everything I say here, I know will be instantly Googled. Uh, but yeah, man, it's crazy. Me and Steve Byrne, we screamed like little girls. At least 13 times on the ride home. It is scary. Here's the thing. Didn't see one traffic accident. Not one over there. And the bulk of the country drives on the right. Oh, okay. I think there's some confusion here. Well, I don't know what the confusion is. I did it. I think um, um, some of the country in China drives on the right, but some drives on the left. So maybe that's where the, 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 the issue is. Does that make sense? So half the people drive on the right side and half people don't. Well, I'm telling you, man, they, you, travel, they don't slow down, dude. They just go right in to the they just go right in Look at to the set. lane. What are we watching? Accidents? Oh, no, this is that. Chinese traffic. I don't want to see Chinese traffic because you know someone's going to get run over. There was uh, some horrible shit that I saw online of uh, Look videos. Oh, shit. Boom! <laughs> oh, fuck. Dude. On a motorcycle, they nail people. But see, that's what they do. They just drive through. They don't give a shit. There's no rule. Yo, look at this. This is nuts. Oh, my God. This is nuts. You know what? I hate seeing stereotypes played out right before my fucking eyes. But where are the Chinese NASCAR drivers? Oh, my God. He just nailed an old lady on her bike. Oh my God! These people are fucking crazy. I'm telling you, man. You scream like a little There's girl when you drive. Just mixed in. Yo, There's look at this, this video. Nonsense. This is crazy. These people are in the rain with these <laughs> shitty cars, and they're just driving through intersections. They don't give a fuck. This is the. Cr- I hate seeing this because I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to believe in stereotypes. Oh Jesus! Oh, hit by a bike, and the other guy runs over him and then keeps going. Yeah, they don't care, dude. There's a bill. Of them oh my look god this. look at this guy trying to make it across this is insane this guy cannot do this he must back up and rethink and get a helicopter that's the only way he's getting across <laughs> that lane these, are, these people are fucking nuts man they don't care they i don't, don't like watching this this is giving me mad anxiety <laughs> can you imagine oh jesus no. christ this guy in a motorcycle oh oh, oh he, he dodged it. one and then got nailed by another Oh they my do that God. all day, man. The fact that those guys are stopped is amazing. It just like they weave. Oh in. Jesus, look at this! No. Oh Jesus, look at this! Boom! Oh my god, these people on bikes are insane. They're trying to cross the traffic. They just say, ready, go. <laughs> Their streets must just be like egg drop soup everywhere, just brains. And you know what they say? A lot of it has to do with uh, the Chinese culture and the way they interact with people. They mind their own business. They, they don't look to the left and to the right. They just keep, keep straight. And because of that, this, they're, they're socially, this is explained to me by a Chinese man, that the, 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 the way they're socially um, sort of uh, groomed to interact with people and walking, because there's so many people, you bump into people all the time. 
but they've sort of taken this and then drive. They drive with the same mentality. They go which right you through can't red do. lights. Yeah, it's the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. When you're driving, you're supposed to look to the left, look to the light, check your rear view, look who's beside you, check this. Oh, this fucking crazy asshole. He might drive nutty. Let me you back know, off and let I him was ahead. Amazed about you when we were in Sacramento, how much you follow the rules of the road. Really? Yeah. Like you when were we were amazed at that? Yeah. Because well, what did you think I would do? Well, fucking we, pigs! No. Put my fake, my own cop light on the roof. No, 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 no. not that at all. But when like drinking, you were, like, throwing bottles. When drunken red band was our GPS to, to the to the where we went to go eat afterwards. Uh, and you did a U-turn. You were like, hey, make a U-turn here. And you're like, oh, I can't do that right here. I have to pull in over here. Like, I would have been like, woo, just no, U-turn it right really there. It's really simple. There's a little sign that says no U-turn. And when you see one of those, don't take a fucking U-turn. It's not that hard. <laughs> well, there's like, nobody coming. I would U-turn it There's in no one coming, but there could be someone watching. There's, That's there's what always, I'm saying. Yeah, cops, you don't want to give them an excuse to pull you over. It says no U-turn. How hard is it to take a left, pull into a driveway, and turn to around? To an RV park? Pretty fucking easy. Yeah, we went to an RV park. <laughs> when, uh, if they ever do UFCs in China, you should do a show because there's tons of expats. Because it's like the Wild West over there. It's like, you know how everybody... Where was this? Where? In China. In China, there's a lot of expats? Yeah, really? man. I had the best time out there, man. Did you, it was, you did a lot of stand-up up there? Yeah. Steve Byrne took me out. We did a we did gigs all over the place, man. Shanghai is the shit. Man. Shanghai, really? Shanghai is the shit, dude. Who nicest you out people? There? I don't know. Steve Byrne took care of it, and he, hey, you want to come out? Okay, I'm cool. like, yeah, man, I'll do it. And it was a great time, man. I saw an Anthony Bourdain special in Shanghai. It looked like he was having a good fucking time, dude. Like they leave, they leave. If you're like an American, they I leave think, you alone, man. I think it was Shanghai. They'll leave you alone, dude. Really? But it's, oh, yeah. You drink all night. And it's like old, the old West where men are men, dude. It's like a great, you're like, whoa, really? this is what it was like. What you're telling me is you can go to a massage parlor and get jerked off. You is can do anything me? you want over there as, a, as, a, as an American, man. Really? I had the best time. <clears throat> How's the food? Food's phenomenal, man. Dude, Chinese if it food? dies, they'll eat it. Whoa. That's how Chinese. You go to a menu, they're like squirrel. They got everything. Uh, they're throwing anything on a grill. Did you fuck around at all and experiment with different kinds of shit? Did you eat a dog or anything? No, I, no. I, you know what, man? I can't eat a dog and I don't want to eat. Like, they, put, they do that thing from Indiana Jones where they put a monkey in the middle of the fucking table and they start whacking on his head. And I'm like, that never happened to me, but I'm like, dude, I can't watch this. I don't want to eat this thing. They watch it getting pounded on what the did head. They, what did they hit with a hammer? They hit the monkey's head. Like you really they saw didn't that? do it for me, but I. Someone told me they were over there in China, and they were they they like put him in the middle of the thing, locked him up. Wow. So his head's just there, and they go clack clack clack, and they and just then they clack eat the out. brains, right? Yeah, I can't do it. What dude. the fuck is that, man? How is that a real way to eat? I just think it's just cruel. It's probably delicious, though. But do you think it is because... <laughs> no. But you would want to whack on a poor monkey's no, head? Would, you know that, like, no. how smart they are? Well, you know what it is, I think? I think if you're trying to, like, appease only the elite, you know, and give them some crazy thing that only they have access to, is a, there's a certain, like, satisfaction that some sick fucks get into being cruel and to having something that's so delicate. It's such a delicacy, so rare. We have brought in a special macaw monkey, you know, oh. and this poor little fuck gets locked up in a little guillotine choke. <laughs> Give me an egg roll to go. As soon as they put the monkey in the thing, I'm out. It's not real because I heard that the scene in um, Faces of Death was faked. That, that scene. Well, with that's the, the probably that thing. part is fake, but they really do do that. Do they really? Yeah. Okay, let's look that up because okay. that seems to me like something I should Welcome have known. Welcome to Joe about. Rogan's fact checks. Fact like, yeah. So what do you say? Monkey. You need a sound effect. Fact, fact check. check. 
Monkey hit with so far with Sam's record is hammer. one and zero. So monkey hit with a hammer uh, in front of guests, maybe in front yeah. of diners, front of diners. YouTube that shit, man. YouTube that shit. Let's see. Faces of death. The monkey diner scene is also unconvincing. Yeah. Okay. But it. But does it actually happen? This is. It's a lot of this is all about the. Uh, Can you Google that? Does monkey eating monkey brains? Yeah, maybe another search. Let me try another search. Uh, eating monkey brains. I couldn't do that, dude. That's another reason. I just, I want uh, China. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, eating monkey brains in China is actually monkey Sam. brain is controversial Two. food stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Often attributed to the Chinese. Okay. Wow, this is crazy, dude. If you go to Google, they have images of like plates wow. of monkey brains. Dude, I don't want to see that. Here do I. It's also found, it's not, it's a controversial food stuff often attributed to the Chinese, but also found in certain other countries. The practice of eating monkey brains has led to overhunting in Indonesia, especially due to the unfounded belief that eating monkey brains can cure impotence. It's Where always is this about at? curing impotence with these fucks. Okay. Where, They're in always eating like. No, in China. They're always eating like tiger claw and all this nutty shit that doesn't do anything yeah. to try to cure impotence. Don't they know about Viagra? Why do you have to have monkey brains when you have Viagra, I can't you silly bitch? That's disgusting. The and brain here's the is thing. When the, when the Beijing Olympics happened, they put out, the government put out, you can't serve dog because they knew like Westerners would freak out. And they were told they have to serve black people because the Chinese, they're not in the black people. But yet they love Kobe Bryant and LeBron James and all that shit, but they had to put that out too. The Chinese don't care, man. It's, okay, here's the problem. Uh, the eating of monkey brains from living monkeys as a part of some restaurants' menus Take is one well-known example of urban legend. It's not true. What? Yeah, they don't actually eat monkeys like that in restaurants. I mean, maybe someone's tried it. Yeah, but, but it's I'm, not a, a maybe common not every thing. restaurant. I still get a point for that. That's real shit. Well, monkey brains eating monkey brains is real shit. Thank no you. doubt. But apparently, uh, they just they cook them too. It's like also it was a scene in Indiana Jones. It's been a scene of a bunch of movies. Yeah. But uh, I don't think, according to this article at least, it seems to think that it's an urban legend. Maybe I should check Snopes. Snopes is good at that shit. I, How about I, we just agree I'm right and we just. Well, you definitely are right about the meat and monkey brains. Bam. I just I want to know um, whether or not they they actually hold a fucking monkey in that little box and beat his head in and then scoop it out. Speaking of monkeys, okay, here's a question. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of monkeys, yeah, I, I found out that Bobby Lee's in a new TV show on uh, NBC where he he plays with the monkey from The Hangover. And I guess that that the monkey's going to be a huge. It's going to be a new monkey show. Like oh, every week, it's going to be. Bj and the bear. Monkey. Yeah. Oh, so it's supposedly really funny. It's because the monkey, monkey like tested uh, like highest the highest they've ever. ever tested on NBC. Any yeah, any TV show ever on NBC. Well, how much Lee, the monkey gets? Bobby Lee and a monkey. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah. What 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 happens with that? Does how the, do you rehearse that scene? <laughs> does the monkey who acts like a it? monkey? Yeah, that's a. Uh, how do you get the monkey to do what you want him to do? Yeah. It's either going to be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever, but I have a feeling it's going to be phenomenal. I think anything Bobby Lee is going to be funny. Yeah, that mustache is lethal. He's hilarious. So is Todd Glass, man, on the burn. If you get to check out Todd Glass on the burn, he just fucking came in there and just destroyed. Well, he's a guy who's just fast and always had a, a great opinion. Anytime you watch him on stage, he's a guy that's very much in the moment. He's not just, it's not just complete scripted. He, he's not afraid to lay in. Lay the wood to the crowd. 
Would you ever get high and go scouting? What's scouting? Like Eagle Scouting. You were talking about the uh, Boy Scouts earlier, and I was thinking how no. cool it would be just to, like once a month, you and your friends get high and go scouting. Just and go live fun, in the woods. Just and... to make fun of the other scouts. It would be like pretty funny. No, because we're too old for that. And like at our age, if we're in the scouts, we're probably pedophiles. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Um, this is the deal. Uh, a lot of people do eat monkey brains raw. And they shoot them. They have a special way of shooting the monkey out of the tree. What? Yeah, well, you shoot him to get him to jump first. You shoot at him, and he jumps, and then you have to shoot him. Because you can't just shoot him when they're up in the tree, because they'll, you know, they'll lock onto a branch, and then they'll rot up there. You can never get them down. Oh. It's really crazy. They, apparently, they shoot them all the time. And, uh, but the monkey brains are eaten raw, and they do eat them like, generally right after they kill them. So that, that is... That is a real uh, way they eat the monkey brains. Oh, that's fucked up. I yeah. Get, yeah, I don't want that, man. That's like going to a hamburger restaurant and, you, hey, here's your sledgehammer, and you got to go, like, just drop the wood on some uh, cow, man. I Like, I don't dig that at all. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, now, well, here's, a, here's another thing, though. A okay. guy is uh, giving a depiction in another article uh, of a monkey's head being supported in a bracket. Two pieces of wood with a semicircular hole on each side so that when you put them together, they form a complete circle around the animal's neck, allowing the head to be exposed above the plank. The hair around the head is shaven with a razor blade, and a small chisel and a hammer is used to quickly chisel a circle around the crown and the top part of the skull is removed. A teaspoon is used to scoop up the brains, which is immediately eaten. This has to be done before the monkey dies. Oh, God. Wow. I just, just unnecessary. They're people. Wow. So this is, uh, not only were you uh, correct that that has happened, that this, is, um, this has been going on for a long time. This was written in 1948 or 1949. He's an eyewitness, and he didn't say whether or not he'd partaken in the brains himself. Sure, look behind you. No, don't, don't, dude. I don't want to see that. Is that legit? Come on, dude. I don't want to see that, man. Whoa, this is fucking crazy. I don't want to see that, dude. Keep it on. Keep it on. Keep it on. Uh, this is just a documentary talking about the Faces of Death documentary. Oh, so is it real? Are they saying that this uh, is real? Following a few simple instructions, the men at the table were prepared for the kill. You don't have to watch it. We don't have to watch it. You can watch it if you want. Yeah, we don't need. No, some people don't want to see that shit. Yeah. Um, you know what? What is that? Is that just uh, desperado? They just need food so bad. It just seems like when you go that deep, where you're you're being cruel to a monkey like that, you're not. You you want to scoop out his brains while yeah. he's still alive. Yeah, and you know how smart they are. I just, I don't know. Ever since I got a dog, I'm really sensitive what about, about animals. What about monkeys that are assholes? Yeah, they fuck of, them. Up. <laughs> a lot yeah, of monkeys but, are assholes. They killed yeah, a mayor jerks. in India. Yeah. Monkeys assaulted and killed a, a yeah, but mayor. Do, do you think the mayor was just hanging out and the monkeys just walked up and just mean mugged him? Or well, do you think he's fucking with the monkeys? Why would he do that? I think monkeys steal things from you. Uh, they steal food from you and shiny things, and you have to give them food to get the shiny things back sometimes. And they, they steal things that they think that you will find valuable, like they'll steal your cell phone, and you have to give them food to get it back. And if you just try to take the cell phone, they'll fucking attack you. That sounds and, like survival. I mean, like, mm -hmm. there's a bit of survival there. I just... I don't know, man. When I see people fucking with animals, I just I, I root for the animal. I don't know why. Well, they don't have any com they don't have any um, concept of personal like property. Like they don't get that. 
They don't own things. <laughs> yeah. So when you have something shiny, their little brain knows that if they just jack your shiny shit, then you have to give them food in order to get that shiny shit back. That's how their culture works. So can you bribe monkeys? Yes, you can bribe them. Yeah, you can get your shit back. There's actually like a, a small town or village that there's a, a monkey that would try to rape a bunch of women and that were... Here's the article on the Telegraph. Imagine if they all just lied. The poor <laughs> monkeys just looks like a rapist. Monkey, monkey. tried to take it. <laughs> look at his yeah. face. He looks all rapey. <laughs> that definitely is a rapey monkey. <laughs> That's a rapey looking little monkey. Look at his mean <laughs> face. Monkey he just rape. looks like he doesn't give a fuck about anything that but his That monkey will needs. take your manhood. Oh, he'll fuck you. I would not want to go to jail and share a cell with that monkey. Can you imagine? How long could you think you could fight off a monkey? <laughs> I was at the zoo the other day. And the dude who was, uh, we, we got on a little train tour, you know, and uh, the dude who gave, gave us the train tour said that uh, these little monkeys that they had were only 25 pounds, but they had twice the strength of a grown man. Is that real? Yeah. How the fuck does a monkey that's 25 pounds have twice as Imagine a retarded all, monkey. He's got... <laughs> <laughs> It's got <laughs> Superman strength. It's like 75%. Uh, so rude. Do they have Down syndrome monkeys? Well, I was thinking about that. You never see that in any other animal, do you? No. No, you I, don't. Yeah. You, it, well, some monkeys off. look like Johnny has like the Johnny Carson eyes where they're closer together. So I think so. I think some of those monkeys might be. No, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they live. I don't think... Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. But I don't think that they... I don't think they live. Yeah, uh, uh, mon- monkeys are like Asians. They put a stop to that shit quick. This guy's saying that I've seen a 25-pound monkey overpower a 50-pound man. A 50-pound man was a 12-year-old? Oh, sorry, sorry, 150-pound man. Sorry. Yeah. Um, this was a, a guy who is a um, uh, an anthropologist. But that guy could have been a pussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know? ever see that one video where like they show that women can beat up guys and they had like, a girl box? But it was like the most feminine Asian man they what could possibly this? What was find. They did. They had a boxing match between a woman and a man. You know, battle of the sexes. And the guy they got was the most feminine really? Asian man I've ever seen in my life. And he's got his ass straight up whooped. Okay, so they set it up. They get yeah. a, a, a chick. Well, yeah, you put Ronda Rousey in with some dude who doesn't have, a, have know how to fight. She'll fuck you up with I the would quickness. Love to get, would I you l- like that? I love her, Just dude. Just get mounted She's so hot. triangled by She's her. She's really hot. She's hot as fuck. She's cool as fuck, too. She can hang, man. She can hang with anybody. And she trains hard. I, I was talking to some dudes today that got armbarred her, by her at Go-Kart's place. The only reason I couldn't date a girl like that skilled in MMA is because I've literally been swung on by every girl I've ever dated. So, I mean... The, the, every girl you've oh, ever Yeah, dated? pretty much at some point they swing on me. Every and oh, Wow. What? Dude, every what girl doing? A lot of them. Sam, no, I've doing? never hit a girl in my life. Oh, well, that's not what we're saying. Yeah, though, but why would all these people want why to swing? No, because sometimes they get emotional with me. Why? What are you Sam, doing? Sam, what are you doing to these girls? Sometimes I gotta. Sometimes I gotta play a, a bad guy and I gotta cut off the dick for a little while. Is that what it is? Sometimes you cut off the dick. And that's sometimes. what makes him swing. <laughs> yeah. What kind of magic dick are you swinging? It's not a big dick. <laughs> what but kind it's of a fucking candy nasty dick. dick? What kind of delicious candy dick does yeah. Sam Tripoli? Have? I got cuckoo dick. I gotta make the girls go. I got stalker dick. I'm not hung, but for some reason they go stalker crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. I've had do you a, just know how to fuck? Is that what it is? I, do, just, I take a lot of pride in that. You take a lot of pride in your work? Yeah. Well, you know what? I've seen what you do on stage, and if you could rock it like that in the bedroom, Aww, I would imagine that a chick you, would be dude. pretty blown away by your yeah. performance. I got to find a girl with a small set vagina, and then we're good to go. You know small? what I'm saying? Small? 
Yeah, so, I'm not hung at all. Okay, you just need a small vagina that you could really tear up. Yeah, I mean, I could get a big one and just, you know, I got to work a little harder. But how do you gauge whether or not a girl has a small vagina or not? I put it in, and if I'm banging the sides, it's a little bigger than if. I, and then there, there used to be this chicken. Uh, Canada way back in the day I used to bang and I mean I've never felt something that tight before in my life I mean I was I'm not and I'm not hung and I'm like oh my god I'm fighting to get it in it was was she muscular no was it her asshole no (laughs) was it her taint you just broke a hole through her taint (laughs) you didn't even fuck her you just stabbed her yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I dated a girl who was not a small girl. She was a big girl, man. I mean, mm-hmm. she was like, uh, like stout. She was a like. I think she was mostly Ukrainian. She's really strong, like she's stronger. Her pussy was like a vice. Yep, like a vice. I was like, wow. Like I've da- uh, dated girls that were like way smaller than her physically, with like bigger vaginas. I have a theory that, that uh, like it, it, it's not completely sound, but. Like the taller, bigger girls have the tighter vaginas. The That's smaller, awesome. smaller girls have the. I don't think so because no, I've met all tall girls up. who have giant pussies too. What's weird is my first, <laughs> my first girlfriend ever. I could fist, and what? I, was, I was talking to this about what? the other day. Like I remember, the I, whole fist? I would like kind of squeeze my hand and I get it in there, and then oh it was just God. like go town, and I would fist her. <laughs> and wait a minute, I, that's a meme right there. I would squeeze my fingers and I would get my whole hand in there, and then it was just like go, go town. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 hey, but, then, but I have not Three, been able to do two, that since. One, I've that's never, good. You got a big hand, dude. You don't have little hands. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Did I just have small hands as a child now? Now I'm trying to think. Like, How old what if you? I had really small hands and everyone made fun of me? I didn't know about it. How old were you? Uh, 15. 15. A buddy of mine, and I, I hate telling his story, but it's so good for right here. He's, he always tells me about all these crazy Craigslist shit he does and Backpage. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, I went to hook up with this chick, and she goes, she made me fist her while she watched gay porn. Whoa. Yeah. And I go. Fist her ass or her pussy? Her pussy. And I go, huh. and then did you have to pay her? Because you're doing all the work on that. And what did he get out of it? I don't know what he got. He gets off on banging hookers. It's his thing. She's a hooker? I mean, like, it's a, it's a bad, like, back page is really hookerish. Okay, so he's getting this girl in this really hookerish manner, and yeah. then he's and he's, it's his story. I want to give him credit. I just don't know. I don't know if he wants his name. Yeah, don't say his name, just in case. He's uh, so he's fisting them and paying them. Yeah, I'm hmm. like, why are you paying them? They should pay hmm. you. I've heard of dudes. That, I've heard of uh, gay dudes who pay guys to suck their dicks. Pay like straight guys and suck their dicks. Like that apparently is pretty common. I, I don't know. Can you be? It's better than giving plasma. I bet. You know, like, you know, like when you get Drug, blood for money. Blood? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah. we're, we're going to get that Peter Duesberg guy on the podcast. And uh, people have told me that it's uh, an irresponsible thing to do, uh, that he's uh, the professor he's a uni- from the University of California, Berkeley, and is a biology professor. He's r- rock solid credentials this guy has. And he uh, apparently claims that uh, HIV is a weak virus and it is not what is responsible for AIDS. He claims that AIDS is uh, what it is, is when people have a crushed immune system, 
most likely, especially in the gay community, it has to do with partying. It has to do with taking email nitrate and a bunch of different, like, really heavy drugs that are ter- crystal meth that are devastating to your immune system. Hold on. And he says that when these people show these, uh, their, their immune system is crushed, and then they show that they have HIV in their system, the reason is that their immune system is too weak to fight off the HIV. It's not that HIV has brought them to that point. He said it's a b- variety of different ailments that a lot of it is caused uh, by um, by hardcore partying. Then what's the blood transfusion? Thing? But why is I don't that? Know. Why I don't is know. they we saying that's him, careless? Well, he's well, first of all, he's a um, he's a very prominent scientist. I mean, he's a very well respected guy. Again, he's from the he has tenure at the University of California Berkeley. I mean, he's a uh, is Berkeley with a B or is it like a Berkeley? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, like a fake spelled, Berkeley spelled, spelled with like spelled an e. spelled with a silent, <laughs> silent K at the beginning. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a super super controversial guy. Why do they say it's reckless though? That well, you do because that? people will say he's full of shit and that uh, AIDS does. Um, you know, I talked about this with Fitzsimmons. We we had this discussion, and one of the things that I said was that it's really terrifying when you're too fucking dumb to know who's stupid. You know, like, is he stupid? Or are the other people that are claiming that HIV does cause AIDS? There's no way he's stupid. stupid. Maybe his interpretation of it's different. <sighs> I mean, it's really crazy. Um, I, I don't I don't know who's right, but I'm going to bring him on. And then, of course, uh, there'll be some people that disagree with him. So I'm going to want to hear from them, too. And uh, just holler at me on Twitter and we'll figure out what, how, to, how to address this. Uh, all I can do when it comes to uh, this sort of a um, this sort of incredibly controversial subject that I really am not qualified medically to understand. I mean, I don't understand the idea behind uh, retroviruses and, and, and HIV. I don't understand it. I don't understand the argument either way. So we'll, we'll be forced to try to spell this out, Mr. Duesberg's argument, as, as cleanly as possible. But of course, there's a lot of really controversial aspects to it. One of the big ones being, how the fuck is it possible that something can get to be this sort of mainstream accepted belief um, that HIV causes AIDS when he says it's BS. What is his argument? And and then of course we'll get someone else on afterwards. That's a people believe whatever is initially told to them, and then they just yeah. run with it. That's what politicians have been doing forever. They just put something out, and then they just that's it's all misinformation. I don't know about that. I don't. I mean, I know there's a lot of scientists who work on uh, AIDS cures and HIV cures. So I, I need to of course speak to someone like that as well as Mr. Duesberg. And then ultimately the the fucking most awesome thing would be to have the two of them together and give them a, a forum after uh, you know a Duesberg podcast and then Duesberg, someone who refutes his information then have the two of them get together and maybe and we can fight make some in the sense. octagon thumb wrestle play poker I don't know I think that would be pretty fucking interesting I would like to know I mean if Duesberg's right that's a crazy thing I mean if you think about all the nutty things that we've already discovered about how fucking goofy our culture is if we found out that that's the case too but Again, I'm not giving out any health advice, folks, okay, especially when it comes to diseases. I'm a fucking stand-up comedian slash cage-fighting commentator. I'm the last person you should be listening to when it comes to information about AIDS. So all the people that are worried about, like, distributing this, like, this guy is a murderer, what he's, his disinformation, let the guy talk. He's a, he's a way a fucking How's smarter he, uh, yeah, and more educated on this subject than most of the people that are questioning him. So it's... I, was, uh, I, 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 I reread... Uh, Behold the Pale Horse, uh, that one book that just... Right. And he was talking about AIDS and how, like, it's, it's government-made. and That guy's 
That guy, William Cooper, that's his name? Yeah, him and your boy, uh, who's the other conspiracy theorist? Alex Jones. Yeah, they supposedly had a big, like... Yeah, well, you know, conspiracy theorists all hate the other conspiracy theorists. They're like Latino (laughs) comics? (laughs) They're like Latino comics. (laughs) Fuck you with that, Chipley. Somebody just put out a picture I can't believe someone made that That's awesome Of a monkey And said Fuck you looking at Tripoli Yeah No hey 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 Uh, Yeah a lot of those Conspiracy guys They complain that the other guys Are idiots And that they're all Spewing out disinformation And they always claim That the other guy's A government agent You know They all think that Everybody's a government agent It's really interesting But that guy William Cooper Said a lot of Nutty shit I remember reading Behold a Pale Horse Is that what it's called? Yep and I remember reading it going, this guy is either crazy or he's doing, this is like some disinformation. He's bit, well, yeah, that was the whole theory in that too, but big on aliens that they're already here, big, they're oh, yeah. already part of everything. Yeah, see, I hear that and I go, come on, man, you got to give me some evidence. You can't just say the aliens are here. You know, you, you just, there was too much, there's bases on the moon, aliens are on the moon, and they'd show you, you know. They've already you, traveled to far galaxies and all that those, stuff. Have you seen those uh, arguments, the images about bases on oh, the yeah, moon? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. See, this is the glass tower. Like, what are you seeing that I'm not seeing? It's, you, find what you, you find what you're looking for. Yeah, there's, if you Google structures on the moon, you will lose all faith in human race. Look, Google structures in the moon and these images that people are trying to say are like like buildings and shit. And you're like, what the? Yeah, that, well, that fuck was his theory that there's about? already uh, uh, a huge moon base, and that at one point the Russians and the Americans worked together on it, and that the Russians tried to take all the Americans hostages, and they had to send in some like Navy SEAL motherfuckers, and it killed off sixty six people. Yeah. <laughs> There's people that think that the moon is actually an alien base and that it's a spaceship. And uh, they point to the fact that we dropped a satellite on the moon once and it rang for like a day. Like it, like it rang like it was hollow. So there's some nutty motherfuckers. There's I've been contacted that... from people that, that believe that the earth is hollow. Have you ever been contacted by those people? No. no. <laughs> is that yeah. where the lizards live? <clears throat> um, I don't think so. I think they think that there's a whole sky in there. I'm not sure. I think there's more than one group of people when it comes to the hollow earth thing. But uh that there it was it like the matrix that there's a whole civilization underground. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole world going on in there inside the earth. You just kind of go there's a hole you find and they're a always hole. raving. You go in there and there's like stars and shit. I guess they just have like like a little kid has those glow in the dark stickers yeah. on the ceiling. <laughs> They have stars somehow. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they're claiming, but it's uh, it's pretty hilarious at this point in time. How many times do we have to see volcanoes and go, oh, that's inside of it. Yeah, oh. yeah, that's it. Where does that come from? <laughs> it's like looking at a Krispy Kreme donut and thinking there's diamonds in there. Like, <laughs> there's there's cream in there. Stupid. See it coming out the top. Yeah, that's what's in the whole what fucking donut. Backed up chimneys. What's going on down there? More proof that this whole world is not real, Joe. Check this out. The Guardian, U.S. data uh, whistleblower. It's a violation of everyone's constitutional rights. And it's the formal National Security Agency officer. It was saying how the U.S. is illegally collecting huge amounts of data on its fellow citizens, right? Right. And the, the first sentence, sitting in the surroundings of an olive garden. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> what the it's an, an an olive garden, too. Is he talking about the restaurant? The innocuous surroundings of an olive garden in the Baltimore suburbs. He's talking about the restaurant. 
He yeah. ate at the restaurant. Yeah. He ate at Olive Garden. Yeah. That's the guy that we had <laughs> when we had David Seaman on the podcast. Yeah. That, remember that congressional candidate? The, yeah. Benny is the NSA whistleblower. He's yeah. the, the mathematician. I know. And he eats at Olive Garden. I know. You know you, how, cra- <laughs> how crazy you are with this shit, you fuck? You know how crazy you are? I was watching an Olive Garden commercial, and all I could think of is you, you silly bitch. You can get free breadsticks. I'm like, fucking Brian. And I'm watching a legitimate more Olive for Garden them than co- their commercials. Oh, yeah. He's made Olive Garden a cool thing to do. People who are fans of the podcast sometimes will go to Olive Garden just out of support. Where do you want to eat? Well, Red Band likes Olive Garden. Let's go eat there. By the way, uh, I'm wearing a Death Squad t-shirt, one of the, uh, the new super sexy ones with uh, my favorite cat. And you can get these. Go to DeathSquad.tv and, and, and buy them. And uh, whenever you do something like that, it supports uh, Brian's podcast network. Brian might put the black cock bomb on the, yeah, on the witch I'd, site. Sam yeah. Tripoli is a part of, which yep. I was going to say, the Naughty Show, which is Sam's which we're doing tonight. podcast. You guys doing tonight? What are you, who's on it tonight? Gareth Reynolds. The funniest fucker and yeah, a good murder. friend of mine had a show has a show coming out on MTV. He, he went to New York to shoot it, so he just got back. So we're gonna have him back on. Maybe Dave Anthony is gonna come on. We're gonna what talk kind of about show the, is it? Uh it's a, it's a what's a, how, it's how like do you a prank call? show? I th- no, it's a uh, it's called isn't it called something like laugh or no? fail or something? It's called oh. fail or something like yeah. that. It's like some weird kind remember. of like it's some internet thing. I don't even know. He'll describe it. Just fails like fuck ups. Yeah, internet Someone's fails. Video. I mean, think about how many uh, the traffic accidents. Yeah. You know, it's, it's Doug Benson had a great idea that I need to really get on about me doing commentary over internet fights. Yeah, I always wanted to do that, online. dude. Just like pick up the fucking find these uh, these hilarious videos of black chicks swinging on each other are some of the best videos you'll ever watch in your life. Yeah, and me doing it, it would be, you know, uh, I, w- I would like to do that. I think that would be a perfect thing for me because, yeah. uh, you know, obviously the UFC commentary background and stand-up and, and watching those things, there's some funny fucking video, and there's so many, you never run out of them, man. Do you ever see the ones where the guys fight at, like, the Wendy's at night, and they, it's the most hilarious yeah. video you'll ever see? There was a bad one recently, man. I saw a dude head kick a meter maid oh. in, uh, I think it was in England. Dude, pull it up. Pull, pull it up because it's, uh, it's really The ugly. show's called Epic Fail. No, no, no. Don't pull that up. No, no, no. But I'm just saying what my buddy's show. Settle the fuck down. Who's running this shit? This ain't the naughty Come show, on, motherfucker. Sam. What the hell? <laughs> fuck, Sam. Jesus get your shit together, Christ. bitch. I'm trying to see a dude get kicked in the head and you're promo and uh, you're bullshit. What is it, kicking? Um, man kicks, <laughs> man kicks <laughs> meter main in the head, man I think it is. Dude, uh, just, and the sad thing is the dude was skilled. Like, it was a real roundhouse kick. He roundhouse kicked this guy in the fucking head, and the guy just went straight out. Okay, I got to know who's fault. Fo- I mean, like, the guy could have been an asshole. Oh, the meter man. No, 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 you have to see it. You have to see it. You say that, that's crazy. The, if you look at it, like, there's no way the guy did anything that uh, warranted head kicks. Maybe he fucked his mom. Whoa. Um, <laughs> That's even, always a good point. Even then, right, man, I think that, you should say. That is always a possibility. All right, it's dad. I'm sorry. I don't find it on YouTube. I yeah. looked for man karate kicks yeah. meter made. Well, I got nothing better. <laughs> Did you ever see the one where the, this crazy guy's in the park just swinging on chicks and guys and everyone's flipping out and they're like, what the fuck? And then the guy just walks and all of a sudden this oh, old dude Hold just on, go- hold on. Here it is. Horrific moment. Uh, look up, go man kicks parking officer. And the second one down, horrific moment, traffic warden is karate kicked. Found it. So what were you saying, Sam? Uh, uh, there's this one where this guy just is like this crazy 
druggies just swinging on people in in the park, and then he you see him walk away, and out of nowhere, this dude just like this he happens to be like some professional boxer, just go boom and just knocks him the fuck out after he's been terrorizing everybody in the park. It's a oh pretty really? Sweet oh, punch. that's hilarious. Uh, horrific moment. Traffic warden is karate kicked. Oh, you got to see the video of this guy. Like he's in Turkey and he like fights the whole village. I've dude. seen that. Yeah. yeah, we played we played that on the podcast before a couple of times. When I think when Bill Burr was on, we did it. That's we a great doing, fight. Yeah, it was ridiculous. The guy kept cracking dudes. They kept running after him. You got it, Brian? Yeah. Can I push it? The sad thing is, if you watch watch this, what happens? The guy is writing this shit. They come out and they ask him, like, hey, man, why are you, uh, why are you writing uh, these guys right here, the two guys with the white shirt? They're like, hey, what are you doing, man? And so he spit on him, and so he said something to him, and they gave him really douchey with him. Now watch this guy. This is fucked up, man. Watch this. Oh, that's bad. Oh, man. Boom. Look at that. Watch this kick, dude. Boom. Ew, what's with the sound effects? Is that you? Yeah. You fucking spastic. He's getting good at that. That guy got hurt, man. You don't even care. You're putting cartoon noises yeah, in Yeah, that's it. straight. That's what jail's meant for. People are going to be violent like that right in the middle of nowhere. Bam. Yeah, that's a douchebag. That's there's no that guy just teed off on that guy and he kicks hard. That guy was like a, you could tell that was like real technique. He turned that, his hip. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't a guy who's never kicked somebody before. He knocked that guy out and that guy went, his head went off the concrete and that's fucking. That guy could be dead. And he'll probably be fucked up for a long time from yeah, that. Yeah, that sucks. That man. shit takes a long time to recover from. If you survive at all, your head bouncing off the fucking concrete like that. Did you ever see the one where the guy pulls a prank? He jumps out of the trash. And the black guy just turns around. Yes. Just, <laughs> you ever see this? <laughs> yeah, I love it. You ever see this one? I always thought this one was the most fucked up one. This is an old classic where the guy's like kicks oh, yeah, it down this is the horrible stairs. One. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, horrible. I don't know what that was about. How about the Russians fighting at the pool? Yeah, that guy got fucked up. Who knows what that was about? Do you ever see the ones where all the Russians, for some reason in Russia, there's a public pool with dolphins in it? And the dolphins are f- swimming around, and you just see these crazy Russians just starting to get in a fight outside, right at the pool. Well, have you ever seen Russian like gang fights oh, where they like they, this, these like groups of kids like meet in this field and beat the fucking shit out of each other, and they literally go in skins and shirts. It's like you know they're just swarming into this town. And oh, here it is. What is it? Oh yeah, I've seen this. Yeah, it turns into a crazy fist fight. In a dolphin pool? How, why would anyone want to fight at a dolphin pool? Yeah, here it goes. And we're off. That's scary shit, too, when you're in a fucking fight in the pool. And Russians don't fuck around, bro. Yeah. Oh, look at that guy. Just kicked him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Come over here, dude. Come over here. Swim over here. Oh, boom. Throw him in. This guy's just climbing up, and as he gets out. And the guy talks more shit. You just got knocked into the dolphin pool. Yeah, they like to fight in Russia, man. By the way, the girl at the beginning of this video is smoking hot. A lot of hot Russian broads, right? Yeah. And I'm full around. Oh, it's going off, son. Back in the water again. 
That guy got thrown in the water twice. I like how the cameraman's laughing. Oh, this is ridiculous. That's every YouTube video. All yeah, they watch. do is laugh. This dude's going to get punted again. He's just getting out. Well, doink, doink. There's a knee to the face, son. Oh, left hook, right oh, hand. Oh, 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 powerful right hand. Guy's down in the water don't, again. Don't get tossed in again. Sprawl, son. You got to sprawl. Oh, wow. Look at that. He's shooting a double. He's got a bad double. It's like he's trying to suck his dick. <laughs> the guy even looked at him. He's trying to suck my dick. Look at the guy sitting down. Oh, shit. Oh, broads are getting involved. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. The girl goes down. Wow, that girl screamed. Wow. That's like an a, a that, alarm. Oh, dude got kicked from a seating position. This is ridiculous. Another girl. Get the What's up with the girls? Get the girls out of here. Yeah, they're trying to get their flip-flops. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, in the water again, son. That's three in a row. This is ridiculous. You got to get that rear naked choke, son. You got the armor on the neck. Finish the choke. Who's this guy in the yellow shirt? He doesn't seem like he fits here. Yeah, that guy's just hanging out. He's like, hey, hey anybody hey, got a cigarette? You guys need to He's stop. like, I don't even know these guys. This is the first time I hung out with them. Yeah, you could lose all faith in humanity if you stay on YouTube or Live Leak long enough. Where's the police? Come on. They're now. in Russia. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's Bert Kreischer. Yeah, Bert Kreischer's <laughs> hammered in the background looking for his wallet. <laughs> oh, so. These guys just, this is some. I wonder what this is all about. I know. If there's any Russians that can uh, tell us. That dude just stay in the water. He keeps getting knocked in the water. <laughs> dude, it's safe in the water. Well, it's safe in the water if you don't get knocked the fuck out and then knocked in the water. Because guess what? No one's going to rescue you, Oh, now son. this guy's you're trying to get, throw the other dude down. You're going to drown, man. Oh. Oh. oh that yeah, was like Chael Sun throwing the elbow. Just totally missing. Uh, for the audio listeners, just a bunch of stupid What is fighting. the video his name? What is the name of the video <laughs> so people can watch it? Uh, it's... Russian dolphin fighting. <laughs> Russians brawl near a dolphin pool, pool and it's four <laughs> minutes and twenty nine <sighs> seconds of just love. Oh, what a silly! Oh, happened, look at this! Oh world. shit! Now it's what? going crazier. More? Oh <laughs> Jesus! And it's so funny how it's like white shirts versus black shirts. Yeah, and no shirts too. I guess they know who's who. But they keep like trying to make up and then fight again. Who's this guy? That's Chris Titus. What is he doing there? <laughs> Can you yeah, go back to done. the beginning of the video and just see how hot the chick is? T no, enough. Enough. Right. We don't need to see anything. Enough. That's uncalled for. Come on. Sam. Let's go back and look at the pretty girl. She's That's amazing to these iTunes listeners. Sam. True, 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 true. Being silly. There's a billion pretty girls online. You need to see this blurry vision. She's on. smoking. You can't even tell if she's smoking. You? you can barely see their faces. No, you can see it in this one. What the fuck up? What the fuck are you looking at, Tripoli? You want September us to show 26. it? You want us to show it and then we'll no. decide? Let's look no. at it again. And I bet you can't tell at all. I bet you can barely How see this is? bitch. How much you want bet? $5. Okay, go to the beginning of the video. $5. I bet it's blurry as all fuck. Right. Uh, I bet see. it's blurry as $5 fuck. $5 <laughs> riding on this shit. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm very excited about Toronto this weekend, Sam Triple. I am too. We get in Thursday night, and there's allegedly a place where you can allegedly smoke marijuana while you allegedly have a comedy show at the same time. I need to find out what the laws are. I've Toronto. allegedly done stand-up at that allegedly. No, place. no, no, no. Nonsense. Craziness. You've never been there. Ari Shafir might be joining us, it's all in, uh, depending on whether or not he's contractually obligated to say he can't <laughs> yeah oh that's right well it's just for laughs is also promoting my show up there as well it's oh, all taking cool. place during the comedy festival so we're doing massey hall on uh, friday which uh is uh, super duper fucking awesome did you do massey hall with me last yep. time oh it's so sick 
How yeah, it was, was a great place? time, dude. It's phenomenal. Is Doug Benson going to be there? I don't think he's in Canada that week, but he is going to be at the Ice House Wednesday night. That's Doug Benson, Dom Irera, Greg Fitzsimmons, Duncan Trussell, Brian Redband, and me. Can I promote and one? Jerry Diaz. Show? Jerry Diaz, too. Promote the shit out of it, Sam Trivoli. September 26th, the Naughty Show presents... The 2012 Searchlight model finale by Fleshlight. What? A Searchlight finale? Model? What? Yeah. What are you pre- <laughs> it's like the American idol of uh, sex toys. So you, uh, a bunch of girls dance around, and then they decide which one gets a Fleshlight no, model. No, they've been after. having like voting. has been the going on for like a girl. month. Do they have to see their pussy? Do they have to show their... Because you, you should really know. Like, What if it's a tranny? What Live? if a tranny wins? Yeah, we need well, to see these Well, they're big puss- name girls. They're, it's oh, it's I uh, Alexis, Texas. Caden oh. Cross and this girl with the grace name Afixia Noir is her name. Alexis Texas is one of those girls who could never make it on a sitcom, never make it like in the the, the like the movie version of what you know super skinny girls that people think is hot. But dudes look at that girl's ass and go, God damn! She people go on my crazy like for that. Of, yeah, a lot of girls would be like, Oh, she's too big, or she's the fuck out of here. That's not what dudes think. They look at that big giant juicy ass and go, Holy! Holy fuck. I wonder if she's insured it. What people like and what like the media's image of what is hot is like is, is a little off. I tell girls all the time, stop letting television and magazines yeah. tell you what's sexy. Guys don't like that. Guys like meat on the bone. Yeah. It's yeah. There's something about a girl who's like really, really like lean and skinny and like six packy. It's there's a little, there's something a little weird about that. Whereas Cheetah-y. girls got like 10 pounds more on her than she needs. The androgyny is what I can't... Like, these supermodels, they're not even hot anymore. Well, you know, that's all designed... Like, the idea of supermodels, the reason why they're, like, really tall and thin is so clothes look good on them. So clothes sort of lay on them, and you got a chance to really see the clothes. Whereas, like, you put... Like yeah, but you some, go way back in the day. You put some clothes on a girl with big, giant tits and a big ass, and all you're seeing is that big, giant tits and the big ass. Right. You know? But Cindy Crawford was hot back in the day. And yeah. She was the supermodel. Now they're all just so... In- they look like heroin addicts. I don't pay attention. I'm not looking at Model Magazine, Sam. What the fuck are you doing? This is some major piece <laughs> of concern in I just can't life. win. He, he's always in I can't style. Win. I Sam. can't win. Sam, I'm trying to drag you up to the 21st century. <laughs> I got to look you, at make you a part Russian of chicks in dolphin fighting videos. <laughs> trying to make you a part of today, Sam. I, trying to I am it, a part of today. Bring, bring you up to the now. I'm writing a lot, working hard, never <laughs> stopping. Listen, man, it's important that we all give each other shit about that. No, I it's, know. It's, you got to be inspired. You, know, you still want to do shitty comics. new shit in uh, a big show like yours. Well, it's only shitty new shit if you decide that you're writing shitty stuff. Brian opened up with a fucking, well, not opened up, but he did a whole new bit in front of 1,200 people in a sold-out show, and it killed. Right. That was my first time doing it. The first time doing that right. bit. Right. Do you know why? Because he's got balls. I'm trembling. Oh, don't even say balls. that to me. My whole Steel. thing is balls. I'll Clanging set the place on balls. fire. <laughs> you say that. You shit. say that, but yet you, you feel like your new stuff is just like, oh, Never said that. Not That's not enough. what I said. Don't want to. Don't want to. I write in volume, dude. I I write in volume. I'm always throwing stuff against the wall, and sometimes I only find it funny. So if you write ten new bits, I'm happy if three or four of them are are good crushers. Me too. Me too. 
So I don't want to try the other six in in a, in a sh- show like a theater show. Right. If we're doing here at the Ice House, I'll throw garbage and just see what works. So you know? what you're saying is you you just uh, when you get to like a theater show, there's no fucking around. You just get to business, bang it out as much as possible. I w- I think it's I think for you maybe you could work it, but for me I think they're they're there to have a show. I'm there to get them going, set them up. I mean, you could just walk out and crush, but I feel like my job is to get them really rocking. So when you come up, it's a super crush. Oh, he's invol- involving me in his fucking decisions. <laughs> well, that's why I do what I did. That's become the whole point an enabler of a feature. Here. Not at all. That's um, I uh, I've always, like Ari and I had this conversation once, and uh, you know uh, he was like. Uh, you know, what should I do? Should I go up and do my best stuff? I says, who cares a fuck? Do whatever you want to do. Like, this is your time. When you're up there Dude, for if I 20 flat- minutes for half an hour, I mean, I wouldn't want you to flatline, but you don't want to flatline. It's not right. like you flatline on purpose. Right. You know, and, and there's nothing wrong with, like, taking chances. I don't you know? know. I just find it like, it, it, I don't know, when people are paying that kind of money that they want to show. They and- do want to show, but that's part of a live show. Sometimes shit goes wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. It's You can get out of it. You're a fucking pro. You've been doing comedy for almost two decades. You can pull yourself out of any downward spiral. Right, right, right. You know, it's not like you, you can't like open up and fuck around. But with Ario, it's like you can't get fired. So just go fuck around. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. It's like you're going to have a good set. No, I totally understand that. And that's the, I, I think that's the sort of mindset that you have to have <laughs> to do like wild stand-up, right? You know, when, when you play it safe, the problem with playing it safe is you have that mentality of playing it safe. I've never played it safe. That's kind of why I am who I am. That is who you are. Who you are. What are you, Jesse James, motherfucker? Yeah, I totally what are you a gangster. Yeah. Are you a bank robber, shit on Sam? Fucking fire. That's who I am. What I am. That's Papa. who I am. That's Papa. what I do. I do it. Slash. Uh, what was the girl? I don't know. What Maybe I, I just am. think theater it's shows. I I'm meant to bring the heat. Bring Jewel? the wood. Of course you do. Jewel. You should. Yeah. Always. Everybody should bring the heat. What was it? What was that girl? Not Jewel. Edie Brickell. Yeah. You're either Edie Brickell or Popeye. Yeah, I, I'm bringing the wood. That's who I am. I'm bringing the, the guy wood. Bring who brings the wood? Oh, you're bringing the wood. Yeah. What does that even mean? It's a bat. Bringing the bat. I'm bringing the wood. Oh, you're bringing the bat. It's yeah. A, a, a baseball term. Yeah. I understand. So. I understand. I'm gonna name my new album. Now. Oh, you you guys are both very funny in Sacramento. It was fucking awesome. It was a, a great time. show, man. Yeah, those crowds are uh, amazingly awesome. They're like the nicest fucking people in the history of the world. It's the weirdest thing, and we keep harping on it and, and saying how much we appreciate it, but just because we're all blown away by it. Did I've never t- had nicer crowds. Did we talk about the woman who uh, got mad at you about bees yet? Have you talked about <laughs> oh, that? Oh, Jesus. I got a picture of her. <laughs> Some crazy vegan lady got mad because I was making fun of bees. No, but I don't even think she was vegan. She's Fuck one of yes, those people she was. You said who she gets was. Ma- what was she, vegan? Or was she yeah. one of those people who got mad on other people's behalfs? No, she was. I was talking I know, about the whole thing about being one of the things that's most silly about vegans is the ones who won't eat honey because they don't want bees to be enslaved. So I go, I have this giant fucking bit about bees. It includes like real facts about bees. It's hilarious. Can't wait to do it again. Can't wait to do it Wednesday night at the Ice House or Friday night in Massey Hall in Toronto. Um, but anyway, this lady was like all veganed out and she got fucking really bummed out at my my. My lack of respect of bees. She walked out. She was shit faced yeah. too. And people will tell you, like, you know, bees really are important, man. Yeah, I know. Guess what? I have no bearing on whether or not bees live or die. Right. Okay, I'm just doing comedy, you fuckhead. Well, they, they just to get mad at that is like, does this lady get mad at every time she watches a movie and someone gets shot and killed? Like, dude, does she really think that person got shot and killed, or the director really wants that person to get shot and killed? It's like. Why is it with comedy they take it so literally? It's not they. 
it's just a few dummies. And well, they, if you they have 1,200 people in a room, you're going to get a few dummies. She also this said you, she was no mad at you for, for liking Sarah Palin, though. So <laughs> I was like, wait, I think maybe you are drunk. and uh, you Could just... be that. Her <laughs> sister that. was hot. And I don't say that I like Sarah Palin. I say Sarah Palin is just a misinformed dummy who's probably a nice person. You know, she's probably not a bad person. There's, there's really not that much bad on her. Her ideas are stupid, but there's a lot of people with stupid ideas, and you could probably drink with them and have a good time, and they're fine. You know, that's all I said, silly bitch. As the <laughs> clock meows five, she six, probably was just super six. attracted to you and just got so <clears throat> angry. Well, she was probably attracted to you, and she knew you could, she couldn't get you, so she decided to turn it on me. Oh, well, th- that so happens I, a lot. I wish I could. Get that, that happens a lot. Harry Middle Eastern looking motherfucker. With this. <laughs> She was so shit-faced. She was talking to me in Red Band before she stormed off, not knowing that we were in the show. Mm-hmm. She was and just, she just, just talking she, shit. She saw us. <laughs> oh, she was that drunk. Well, <laughs> yeah. why didn't you just close the deal right there in the hallway? Oh, I remember I tried to kiss her. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> right. You have the worst karma ever if it comes to like girls being. I was seeing how far I could go with it. Girls being vulnerable. You love the throw. I love up. that though. Let me kiss you. That's a, just put it out there. Well, if you say it to a girl like that, she might just stab you. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck is going on in that girl's head. You're playing with. You're playing with a wild animal. But that's what he's attracted to. Are you attracted to like crazy bitches? Huh? What? Did you just ask that? How long have you known I'm Red? Just, Band? I'm trying to get him to talk. Okay. What the fuck is wrong with you, cock blocker? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here's her, her. Here's that girl, by the way. <laughs> you ruined the whole, the whole here's thing. Here's that girl. It's sideways. So. Oh. <laughs> is her face melting? What is hmm. going on with that? And When you eat a lot of carrots, sometimes your face can just fall off. <laughs> Crazy, silly bitch. There's a lot of them out there. She's probably going to sue you now, though. Huh? Now she doesn't have a Twitter. She doesn't have a Twitter, but she's going to hear about this, man. Well. She had friends at the show. I'm sure they got mad when she ran No, out. she works out in like a, U- a UFC gym, right? Yeah. Didn't she say that? Yeah. Well, she needs bees. She's really, really bummed She's out. She's about me. to get fucking some shit from everybody. <laughs> fucking bees. Across now, the... her sister was hot who had just a fat tats all over her tits. She had fat tats? On yeah, her just fat a tits? big fat tat over big fat tits. What was the tattoo of? It was. It's always a heart with some kind of angel wings with some kind of, like, uh, uh, I don't know, shrubbery. Yeah. Shrubbery. It looks like, like Ed Hardy's pubic hair. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. There is always like some leaves and shit, right? What's with the leaves? There's always like some kind of thorns yeah. or something. <laughs> like what, my heart will fly, but say, it's in a cage. Saying run. That's just saying run, fucking run. Did you? What do you? What do you know about this Julian Assange case? Do you know about this at all? Is that WikiLeaks is that, guy, the founder? Yeah, that he put out a bunch of. Uh, classified documents right and they're trying to they're trying to send him to sweden to be tried uh, tried on some sort of a sexual assault trial well the latest is that there's no dna uh link uh in the condom to uh that's central to their sexual assault case there's no dna link does that surprise anybody but the whole thing's amazing the guy's held up at the ecuador embassy and they're talking about storming the embassy and the the premise is this case this case this sexual assault case and now the the latest is that a uh, a condom given to swedish police by one of the uh, julian assange's accuser does not contain the wikileaks founders dna forensic evidence have found and they uh, reportedly found. And the banks have cut off any funding to WikiLeaks. They you can no longer donate to keep it going and it's all yeah, that makes sense. 
It's, it's a smear campaign. He's it's like, not just a smear campaign. They're trying to just like scoop this guy him, up right? and jack him. I mean, who knows what they're going to do to him? If they decide to put him in a Swedish jail, he's probably dead. They'll probably kill him. You know, they'll just they'll just have you know some prison uprising, let some dudes into his jail and give them free cigarettes if they stomp him to death. Well, I he mean, needs to bring the wood. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna bring the wood. Yo, <laughs> bring the wood. Yeah, like that scene in Breaking Bad. Have you ever seen like the last? The, the Are you giving spoilers from Breaking Bad? On hey, podcast? don't do that, bro. What the fuck? Not dude. my podcast, buddy. Not this one. Not my <laughs> okay. podcast. All right, I'll just sit here quietly. Shut the fuck up, Sam. He's all about balls. We're all about balls and and monkey rape and bringing wood. Um, I got to apologize to Mac Danzig. Mac Danzig did a podcast with me, and the beginning of it, I got the audio of it, and it um, it wasn't going up on the audio wasn't going up to UStream for some reason. Brian wasn't there, and so the oh. the second part of it. Well, I'm saying it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. And then the second part of it, the the files corrupt. So it's fucking. Whoa. And what's really crazy is Mac Danzig had the same problem with Ari Shafir. He did a podcast with Ari Shafir. He's haunted. And yeah, and and Ari had the podcast and deleted it accidentally, and then emptied his trash, and then freaked out that he couldn't get it back. He even tried to bring it to, I think he tried to use like a data finding program. But the point is, Mac Danzig might be haunted when it comes to podcasts but we're gonna make it up to him and he's gonna come back in he probably thinks we're just all fucking with him actually you know no he doesn't he knows i know he's coming in and punch me but he's a super (laughs) he's a super interesting guy so it'll be uh fun to talk to him again anyway he's uh he has a a really good fight coming up doesn't he doesn't he fighting somebody uh i thought was a really good matchup yeah I want to say it's a Japanese fighter. Um, oh yeah, it is Gomi Takanori. Gomi. Yeah, that's a good yeah, fight. It's a great fight. Yeah, yeah. He's fought uh, Sakurai. Two two of the great um, uh, Japanese fighters are Sak- Sakurai and Takanori Gomi, the great fighters of the, especially of the last generation. You know, and Gomi still is a big knockout puncher. He's knocked out Tyson Griffin. He has shorter punch. arms, though, right? I think that's <laughs> what I've seen with Asians, no. that they tend to have the shorter arms. Don't do racism. When you're talking it's to the UFC racism. on my podcast, Sam Tripoli, I don't think, you I'm son not of a bitch. You're talking. going for the cheap laugh and making fun of Asians' arm length. Yes, I'm saying that's a big reason why I think. Okay, they... who's that basketball player? What's his name? Jeremy Lin. Ming Young. Yeah. The, your fucking your arguments out the window. No, but I'll tell you about uh, Yao Ming. Yeah, he looks like a T Rex. He's tall with these huge legs. He's got short, short arms. Fuck up! He does not have short arms. <laughs> Look he has at him, dude. He has... arms. No, he doesn't. Not okay. for his body. Pull him up, Brian. Pull yeah. him up. Pull him up. Full body. Okay, full body. now I'm going for three for three. You're gonna go down. You're gonna go down with this one. This one. I How swear. are we gonna? I'm telling you, I've watched this guy play basketball forever. He's not. His arms aren't proportional to his body, like Blake Griffin. I'm doesn't telling have you, super you are, long you are, arms. You are no judge of symmetry in human beings. You're I just, am too. You're just not. I watch. I learn. Uh, I love. <laughs> I bring the wood. I bring the wood. <laughs> Yao Ming. Um, is Yao Ming? Which one is the the really tall guy? Is that Yao, Yao Ming. Ming. He's the biggest guy. Yeah, right? he's like, he was the seven six guy. Se- he's seven foot six. Yes. Here, that's, that seems like pretty decent. No, oh, but you got to look to proportion Shut the of his fuck body. Up, Sam. That is not, look how Sam, tall he is. Look how Sam, short Sam, Sam. No, that I, is a mad failure. That guy is in proportion. There's nothing <laughs> disproportionate not. about his build at all. No, he's not. You're so silly. You, now you now I can't listen to you and trust you on anything because we've got clear photographic evidence that shows your shitty theory is no good and you're you're rejecting it. You're rejecting it in front of all these people on the internet. Yes, Sam. I am. I'm saying that. Not only that, Chinese Yao Ming people has look very to him short arms for his size. The fuck he does, Sam. You're wrong. No. 
Sam, this is a shit observation. I, I wish you would bring this observation on stage and have people stare at you and go, no, no, he doesn't. No. You know, it's the like the crowd is not enjoying say, me right you now. You can say like Lady Gaga has a big nose, and people go, you know what? She's, done, she's really hot, but she does kind of have a big nose. You cannot say Yao Ming has short arms. They make, do the scouting no report of Yao Ming coming into the draft, and they will say tall guy with short, proportionally short arms. <sighs> Sam, how do you spell Yao Ming? Yao Y A O Ming M I N G. Proportionately short arms. Proportionately short arms. Let's say. Do you mean? How good would Yao Ming be if his arms were longer? Yao's arms are pretty short for his height, but he still has one of the highest. Okay, this is in high, inside hoops. They're too short for his height. Are you serious? Yes. Give me back my point. Yes. Let me see. I need to see uh, some more photos of him because that looked normal to me. That looked normal. This could be just some racist bullshit. No, dude. Like I, when he got when he was getting drafted, they said that his arms <laughs> aren't that long for his height, man. Brian, Brian, I think we need to Google Yao Ming. Uh, uh, images, Yao Ming short arms. No, because you, you, what are you gonna eyeball it? Listen, I don't trust all these racists online talking shit oh, about the. Are the, you the telling giant me Chinese InsideHoops.com is a racist website? Clearly, no way. China man, no way. Nobody said China man. Uh, measure it is correct that using this measure, Yao's arms are proportionally shorter than the average. This is another one. This is Yao Ming Mania. Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. This is just a forum. Okay. A forum. Can't tell. Yeah. How long are Yao Ming's arms? Wiki answers. Seven foot six inches. Whoa. That's pretty long. You can really say those are short? Dude, that's seven foot six inch arms? That's crazy. Well, what's oh, isn't that always the case? That your reach is like exactly... Pro isn't that... No, it's not. No, there's some guys who have just... A, like a lot of these NBA players now, they have these incredibly long length, long reaches. Uh, a guy named like Elton Brand who's 6'5", but he has a 7'2 wingspan. Right. That's like the same thing with John Jones. John Jones is 6'4", but he's got a wingspan of like a 7-foot tall guy. Now, what is that? Is Good that like arms. extra wide shoulders? That propel the arms out, or is it the arm actually is longer? I think they probably a little both. Little both, yeah. Because dudes who have short shoulders definitely always have like a shorter reach. And guys like Tommy Hearns were like real wide backs, you know, had a longer reach. On top of the fact that he was tall and had long limbs. This guy that just got drafted number one, Anthony Davis, his wingspan is like a pterodactyl. It's huge. Dude, I think you get a point for that. I think we got to give a point back to Tripoli. I, I think he already... Did you already give it to yeah. me? I'll take but another point. Uh, <laughs> you got to give him a ding, though. Give him a ding. Uh -huh. what, what? But the uh, ding for okay, point. Okay, I'll take a ding. You know, I'll take a ding. Because, yeah, um, the um, people online are saying that. And there's no, like, experts. But enough people online are saying it that I would see. And that's why when I, I, I... Gomi is a great fighter. I just think he has a short reach. Yeah, well, he's a he um, is a really good wrestler, and one of the things that he does, what a lot of good wrestlers do, they develop that that jump, that leap forward with their power double, you know, their double leg takedowns, and when they you know they develop that in intense explosion forward, they put that in their punch, 
and that's what Gomi does. He throws punches like a fastball. I think he actually was a pitcher at one point in time as well. Um, well, okay, there's, all, there's also people that say he's not disproportionately short. Huh. No, dude. <laughs> his, <laughs> yeah. point. He's not particularly strong. His height, long arms. Who yeah. says that? Um, dude, I just, I, if you go back to his whole <laughs> thing, I, I, I would just make this up. Uh, Yao Ming has a wingspan that is shorter. Yeah, some of them say it's not. It's really interesting. Okay, it's it's not. It's it seems to be um, what people uh, like to say. I think that's a point. Yeah, it seems to be what people like to say, but also people like to dispute it. So I, I googled it both ways. I googled not proportionally shorter. If you actually watched him shorter. play, you could tell he has short arms for his height. You could tell. You could tell when he went care. to go block a. Uh, I, don't I don't care. I don't care. Okay. Well, I'm still fighting for my point. Why do you want it so bad? Because I just, I just know I'm every statement I make is gonna be Googled or Wikipedia, <laughs> and I'd like to go three for three. So do you think he would be better? I mean, I think a guy that's that tall basically just can hold the ball above everybody's head. When yeah. it gets to a certain point, when dudes are like ten feet tall, yeah, are we still gonna use the same height basketball? Because like they've already talked about moving it up yeah. a foot. Five minute warning. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. We, uh, yeah, because at one point in time, like. No one was seven foot six, right? Yeah, Who was seven foot six just ten years how ago? How old was the tallest man in the world? When did he? When was he alive? Like the tallest guy in the world was like eight six. Yeah, but those right? are guys with like fucked up pituitary glands. They're not like a Yao Ming, who's like a functional, normal dude who just happens to be gigantic. Are you just? You know? I mean, like Kevin Garnett when he came into the league, he was like a seven footer who was built like a. Uh, a normal like a person, like he yeah. was proportionate, yeah. so he could run no normal. Because before yeah. it was like these guys with these very long legs, right. and these small torsos. Th this right. was the first time it was like actual proportionate seven footers. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. soon that's the whole NBA is just going to be like all seven footers at every different position, just with different strengths and weaknesses. And if they didn't have weight classes in the UFC, by the way, if the 265 pounds wasn't the heavyweight limit and the super heavyweight division, like those guys are going to dominate. Those, there's there's going to be some gigantic human beings in the future. I want them to call it the monster weight division. Well, if there's enough fighters to, to have that sort of a weight division, they eventually will. You know, right now, the reason why we haven't implemented it is because there's not really enough super heavyweight fighters to fill a whole division. And they would be the cream of the crop. The super heavyweight would be the best, biggest of the best guy. But I think one day, eventually, that's going to happen. But isn't there this whole fear that people wouldn't, tr like, try to make weight as much? Like, you'd see guys who probably could fight at the heavyweight level, but they would, like, lean back. Like, kind of like big country, who could be very dominant at 205, but he prefers to stay at the heavyweight thing. You might see that a little bit more. Guys, if they could make it like a, a, a super heavyweight, would go there instead of trying to make the weight a heavyweight. Yeah, but dudes can do whatever they want anyway. You know, you could fight at whatever weight class you want. I mean, BJ Penn has fought heavyweight before. BJ Penn fought Lyoto Machida essentially at heavyweight. Lyoto was heavier than 205 when they fought. So it's like, you know, if you want to get up to the, that weight class, as long as you weigh in more than 265, you can fight wherever the fuck you want. Well, you, if you're a guy like built like a guy like Big Country or if you're built like a guy like, you know, Anderson Silva is lean, you can do whatever the fuck you want, really. So it's just, I don't think there's any, like, fear of people, like, uh, getting too big. 
But uh, I think it would be interesting to see big giant dudes. This weekend in, in uh, Montreal, or excuse me, in Toronto, also is the UFC and the first ever UFC flyweight title will change hands. And uh, Joseph Benavidez was at our show at the, uh, at, in uh, Sacramento, and uh, we want to wish him luck. And he's fighting uh, Mighty Mouse, uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. We want to wish him luck, too. It's going to be a great fucking fight. And it's I for love the that first ever, Yeah, first ever flyweight uh, championship. It's going to be sick this weekend. Sure, All right, sure. tomorrow we have Rich Roll on the podcast, who is a vegan athlete. And then Mac Danzig will return on Wednesday. And Mac Danzig is also a vegan athlete. So it's not like I'm just anti-vegan, folks. I'm just anti-dummy. So I respect that. And I'm anti-bees. Bees can go fuck themselves. But I'm pro-Sam Tripoli. Holla. And follow Sam Tripoli on uh, Twitter, folks. It's T-R-I-P-O-L-I. And uh, you're a good sport, Sam. You know I love you. And I, I just love fuck you, too. You. Always a privilege a, to be here. A lot of people hear comedians talk shit with each other, and they get a little nervous. And that's what we do, folks. We fucking rag each other constantly. And uh, that's why we in, enjoy hanging out. And when I, uh, I I say that Sam's a little lazy, what he is is very, very, very fucking funny, though. And uh, it's an uh, honor to road gig it with you, my brother. And uh, I am honored and privileged. And by the way, Brian Redband crushed it in Sacramento, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, I was very impressed. That was a that was a real solid set, dude. Brian's real been really been dedicated to uh, stand up lately, and uh, the rewards are showing. And he'll also be at the Ice House this Wednesday night. So this Wednesday night is a crazy fucking show. Doug Benson, Joey Diaz, Duncan. And Trussell, Greg Fitzsimmons, Brian Redband, uh, and uh, maybe even Tom Segura, too. We don't know. It's going to be fucking crazy. So tomorrow, Rich Roll, Wednesday, um, uh, Mac Dancing, and Joey Diaz might want to come in Wednesday as well. We might do two on Wednesday. That's how l- l- little of a fuck we give. You, you, you feel me, Sam fire. Tripoli? Dude, you're bringing the wood. Damn, I'm bringing the wood. <laughs> uh, I want to thank Ting for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, the the website to go to is rogan.ting.com. And if you go there, they will welcome you. The first you can save. There's a girl. With like She's holding up my sign. And where my f- face is should be her tits. That's how awesome <laughs> this picture is. And you can tits, save 50 tits, bucks tits. on your first ping. Uh, ting. Ping. How dare I? Your first Ting device. Ting's an amazing service that no cell phone contracts. You get the highest end cell phones available, especially the droids. They're really beautiful phones. And uh, they have really fair rates and, a, and great plans. And uh, they have it set up so that you can have several phones in uh, one account. So that you can, you know, if you both, you and your wife barely use the phone, you don't have to pay for two fucking accounts. You, you have all your minutes connected to the two phones. So there's a lot of great advantages to Ting, and I want you to check it out. Go to ting.com. Uh, well, the actual shout out URL to is supposed to. Rogan.ting.com. Rogan.ting. Shout out to Ting. And shout out to Onnit.com, always the sponsor of our podcast, creator of Alpha Brain and Shroom Tech and New Mood. Can I get some Alpha Brain? You can, son. The 5-HTP and L-tryptophan supplement New Mood, which actually enhances your brain's production of serotonin, making you fucking happier. That's what kind of shit we're dropping on shout you at Onnit. We also have kettlebells, battle ropes, hemp protein powder. So not only do you get your protein, but you get your marijuana street cred. See what I'm saying? Shout out, out to boy. street cred. Shout out to uh, Desquad.tv. Sweat this beautiful shirt that I have. It too can be yours if you go to Desquad.tv and order that shit, son. Or you could go to ShopSquad.tv now. Oh, is that Shop, a new thing? ShopSquad. Yeah. Oh, look at that. What is ShopSquad? It just is the store. 
you have a short a store now. Yeah, powerful shop squad. So if you can't remember shop squad, go to desk squad, desk squad, desk squad, desk squad. Look, it's Mary Jane. You know Mary Jane? She modeled the girl new girl shirts we have. Oh, you got girl shirts. Powerful, powerful, sexy girl shirts. Look how smart you are. Dirty bitches. Would you do that in the bathroom at the comedy store? Yeah. Did you? You did. Girls bathroom. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, you, Brian, you silly, silly bitch. All right, folks, we'll be back tomorrow with Rich Roll, and hopefully we'll get Joey Diaz in this week as well. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. We love you all. Thanks for all the positive energy and the positive messages and all the fucking groovy vibes. We're a part of this wild wave. Let's ride it right into the beach, you fucks. See you soon.